From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Thursday night edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We're going to probably take some calls. We've got a few boxes. If you want us to go ahead and do that, we can save those for next week. When we get a few more, we'll uh, we'll kind of take audience uh, participation votes there on what we uh, what we do tonight. Couple a uh, couple quotes, couple stories coming out about college football and the uh, the upcoming season coming out today. So we'll talk about that as well on a podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Use the SpeedPass Plus app to take care of your fuel needs. When you do that, you don't have to touch anything. Pay right there on your phone. Take care of it. Get on back on the road there with all Blue Sky locations and the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are 662-257-1900 is the number you call for Clark Ford. You ask for my friend Corey Clark. You tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He sends you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote and the rest is up to you. 662-257-1900. Corey wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll prove it to you when you call that number. It is um, It's really that simple. Um, guests join us when they do join us. We've had a lot of guests over the last few weeks, months, years of this pandemic. And they join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open. I know a lot of people are uh, checking that out. You can get curbside and then go picnic. Um Hopefully, rafters itself on the square will be open soon, but that's another story for an, perhaps another day, maybe tonight. I don't know. Uh, a lot going on. So uh, we're getting closer, maybe, hopefully, to some semblance of quasi-normalcy. And when that happens, please remember that rafters stuck with us. Stick with them. Uh, Hudson Chadwick and the people at rafters, good friends of ours. So uh, take care of them as well. Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford, and then rafters on the water on Sardis. So this is going to uh, obviously be a Friday podcast as well. So if you're uh, listening there, there's no there's no other guest tonight. It's just us. You're not having to skip ahead or anything. It's just whatever we uh, whatever we talk about with callers and uh and boxes tonight. Uh, if you're in our live stream, kind of tell us what you want us to do. We'll uh, we'll sort of follow that up a little bit. We've got six boxes. Yeah. So we don't have enough for a full show, but if you'd like us to open the six, we'll do that. If you want to wait till next week when we have more, we'll do that. It's we're we're a podcast for the people. So it's up to you guys on whatever we uh, do what are we drinking out there tonight what are we doing um talk to us see what's going on uh i'll look this up here well i got the watch stadium thing up but while we are uh okay let's see you got it by the way i've got uh, a bears i'm wearing a trubisky jersey because why not that's and a throwback now it's a little uh, bit of throwback the uh the bears are scheduled to play in nashville on november the 8th and i told carson if it happens and fans are allowed we'll go and by God, we'll go. I'll tell you that. I don't know who Ole Miss plays on November the 7th, but he and I will be in Nashville at noon on the 8th if fans are allowed. No matter how bad the Bears are, if they're really bad, we'll go watch the Titans. You know what I mean? Sure. He, he, I mean, li- he likes A.J. Brown. We can go watch him. It's one of those deals where I was glad. It, it's kind of, it was kind of like the draft a little bit for me. It was 
it's all good that um, the schedule's out. That's the sense of normalcy. That's some hope. That's all good. I have no issues. But if I'm ever like, hey, I'm going to get the popcorn, I'm going to sit down and watch like ESPN, and look, I do not blame them because absolutely they have to have something programming-wise. But if I sit down and watch a three-hour schedule show, I need to be checked on. We need to look at this. We need to really see what's what, what's going on with myself because I, I, I'm not that excited. I was, though. The Saints typically aren't big on getting off to good starts unless they have a really, really good team. The front half of that schedule is pretty manageable, and then that back half is a bear. There's a it's a tough back half. They uh they I think it's the Falcons and then three road games in a row and then come home to play the Chiefs on the back half um somewhere somewhere in there. So I, at this point with all sports, yeah, you don't just play, just play. No no schedule analysis. No no totally point. serious. I mean I it's I've had people do hey why don't you guys talk about quarterback races and stuff and it's well there's two reasons one is if you take the coach at his word and I do. He hasn't made that determination yet because they haven't practiced in front of him running his system. And then number two, let's just have a season. It's the Aggies that week. Where? Ole Miss A&M. Here? It's here, right? I don't know. Where was the game last year? Uh, it was at A&M last year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's here. That's fine. So we'll we'll get in the car. I mean, worst case, we'll get in the car super early on, on Sunday and drive to Nashville. It will be okay, I promise. A&M that week, yep. Well, don't get pissed at me when I say this. I would love an 11 a.m. game. But just right now, I would just, just take a game. a game. Just play the game. Just, 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 I just want a game. It could start whatever you want it to start. <laughs> oh, A&M was in Oxford last year, so it'll be oh, in it College Station. So I've done it before. I can do it again. Listen, here's the deal. Media is not going to be allowed at these games. Oh, you don't think that anyway? Well, yeah, I think, I think everything's going to be... Hold on a second. What happened in the old Miss A&M game here last year? Hell, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember any of it. No joke. It's that was a million years ago. That was a lifetime ago. Ole Miss played A and M in Oxford this last year. That's what they said. I, I don't. I don't remember. Totally no Ole joke. Miss Baker says we lost. Yeah, well. <laughs> we knew that one. <laughs> Probably fell behind by a lot. Came back, kept close, and, and lost. I, I don't know. I don't remember any of it. I remember nothing from last season. Oh, no, season. no, no, no. Remember, they were going in to really kind of put it away and separate, and they had the fumble or the interception oh, or whatever. Oh, Plumlee fumbled. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's what it was. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I apologize, people. <laughs> yeah, this is defensive touchdown for a and Doesn't the 2019 season feel like a decade ago? No joke. I mean, seriously, can people out there remember details from last season after all that we've been through? This is a concern is not the right word because I really believe in what we're doing. I think Jeffrey we're doing the right thing. sent me a text that says A&M covered. Who said that? Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do think it's the one change, though, a little bit. And, like, again, we're doing the right thing. We're going to keep doing it, even even beyond the media not being allowed this year, of, of doing the hand-raised guys, get bringing you guys something different. I do think it is we making – We were cutting me, edge. I do think it's making me remember less about games. Because you didn't go to them? Yeah, I think there's something – I'm not picking up as much in my memory from that. I really do. I don't know. Maybe it's that. I just think we've been through a lot since okay. – <laughs> Since Elijah Moore's – fate p if you think about all that we've been through since that moment how the hell am i supposed to remember anything before that well i mean you know the only win we cup we did as a hand raised guys was whatever the like the it was like new mexico state or whatever yeah that was is that it. right 
I think it's the only win we did. I thought we did one over Vanderbilt. I didn't think we'd started yet. Had we started uh, by hell then? Hell, dude. No, we hadn't started by then. Our first one was Missouri the next week. So we did Missouri 38-27, A&M 24-17, Auburn 2014, 41-3 New Mexico State, 58-37 LSU, 21-20 State. God, they lost a lot of close games. Yeah. That was, thing could have been 8-4. and four. Well, It could have been. Also, I mean, yeah, could have, would have, should have. Frogs and butts and whatnot. When you lose that so, many games like that in a row, you're it, sort of, you, you sort of are what you are. Yeah, as, as Ed Orgeron would tell uh, – would, would, would tell David Brandt to find trend there. That was a trend. Is yeah. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they. I don't remember that season. I mean, seriously, we, we spent two weeks, was it two weeks on a coaching search where we were locked into that? Yeah. And then if somebody says, if Hanray's guys had been live during the Egg Bowl, frankly, it would have been silence. Because I, I, that entire thing happened. I think Neil and I just looked at one another. Well, for a you said like, you, we didn't see the play because we were setting stuff up. And you said, "Oh, you." We're blaming the refs. You, yeah, you yeah, started yeah, to blame yeah, the ref, yeah. and I went, "Let's watch it." And then they showed the replay. We were both like, "Oh uh, no, you got to call can't that." Can't do that one. Got to call that. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought we had kind of an up show going on for a minute, and it was like, "No, okay, yeah." I- and then I said, "If I recall correctly, I said he's going to miss this kick," and he, yeah. and then he missed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, a lot changed on that moment. I get that oh. question all the time. If Elijah Moore doesn't do anything but hands the football to the referee and Luke Logan misses the extra point, I still think Matt Luke's the coach at Ole Miss today. Without the shenanigans. Yeah. If you change if all you change out of it is the penalty. Or if he makes the extra point and Ole Miss loses in overtime, he's the coach today. If Ole Miss wins in overtime, he's the coach today. All right, quick poll. Uh, boxes or calls first? I have a feeling they want calls. Want calls? That's my guess. I did say shenanigans. That is that is that is a that is the truth. It's a good word. That's Webb, fine. thank you so much. They want us to call AK. They want us to get AK on the show. They want us to call AK. Yeah, I don't know that AK is going to do that. No notice. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Prior to getting a gig, probably might have had a yeah, shot. Yeah, maybe, so. but he's pretty locked into his deal today. He was doing a bunch of uh, food today. Doing, delivering food, had his mask on. I can <laughs> call Lane. <laughs> I can tell you Lane's not taking the call. Yeah, I bet that's a... <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just kind of reading through here. All right, start here. Calls one, two, three. Yeah, AK is spontaneous, Four. but he's not that spo- spontaneous. I might be able to get Jay to call in. All right, we'll do it half and half. Let's do that because they're asking for some boxes. Let's let's open two or three, and then we'll take some calls. Let's do that. Okay, that work. Yeah. So I need to get. Uh, can you talk for a minute? Yeah, sure. Read a couple. Of, I think you got a knife and some scissors. You weren't prepared for that one. He's gone, so obviously he was not prepared. I, I, I will get him to talk about this for a minute. Um, today, let's see. I'm trying to find it here. Um, we'll wait on him. We'll wait on him so I can do that. I don't necessarily need to read uh, read anything. We'll just we'll, we'll give Neil a minute to uh, to to get there. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, I, he he's not going to ask AK to call in tonight. That one's that one's not going to happen. While you're getting that done, what did you? Uh, sorry, it is a bad pod, as Jeffrey would say. What um, what's your take on Bob Bowlesby today? The uh, the Big Twelve Commissioner. He told uh, T- Tony Caridi on Sportsline that college football could be played this fall, even at universities that were operating classes 100% online. This comes uh, about two weeks after, on April 15th, he said, if we're not in college, we're not having contest." <sighs> okay, so let me give a nuanced answer here before sure. people get mad at me. I'm for football. I want there to be football played. Okay. So when people hear me say this and they go, oh, you don't want there to be football. Yes, I do. Logically, that that is one of the dumber comments that could be made given our, uh, I get our, that. our yeah. situation. It's insane. I want football to be played. I need football to be played. I, I want sports to be played. But in that scenario, in that scenario, take take all the other stuff out. Leave the politics out. Leave the other stuff out. If kids aren't on campus and schools are online only in that scenario, mm-hmm. no, and for the record, I don't think that happens, but if it does and you bring college football players to campus and you quarantine them, so let's talk through that. Can we real quick? Sure. That means that you put them in some sort of a hotel setting, some sort of a dorm setting, you hold them prisoner. You don't allow them to see their families. You don't allow them to see their girlfriends. Some of them are married. Some of them have children. You don't allow them to see their families. You don't allow them to have a social life. You cater all of their meals. It's a train wreck. The kids will revolt. The kids won't sign up for that. Now, beyond that, if this is a scenario where 130, let's just use that number, okay? Sure. 130 schools don't have kids on campus. For 70 programs, it's a non-starter. Let's use my two pet programs in this game that I'm, by God, if they play it, I'm going to watch it. San Jose State and Central Michigan, neither one of them start the programs. They don't bring their kids to school and spend all that money. They're not going to make any money. There are only three or four leagues that can, four or five leagues that can afford it in Notre Dame. Maybe BYU. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a non starter for half of Division One. Ole Miss plays Southeast Missouri in week two. What incentive do they have? Yeah, yeah. they get 800000 from Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is going to want to renegotiate the contract because there won't be a gate. It doesn't work. And it's the toothpaste out of the tube on the whole amateurism thing you just got through telling kids hey this name and likeness thing's a year away we can't let you play a video game because well it just doesn't work (laughs) but you can come be prisoners for five months away from your families away from your friends these are 20 year old boys I mean put the kids away for a minute For some of them, if you tell them five months without, they're like, oh, hold up. I don't like football that much. What's in it for them? 
a scholarship? It doesn't work. When even in this argument, the the academic process is so poor compared to what it would be on campus that you're not even yeah. e- even in the argument is my point. Yeah. Like even it, even it doesn't you know, work. Now here's a question, and I don't know the answer to this. They are losing money in this instance because the schools go, "Hey, we have no reason to pay your stipend if we don't play a football season." Right. No, I, I don't know how it works. So the the answer to me is one of two things. You either open it up for attendance and let people take their chances. I don't know how that works legally. We could get some attorneys on and start asking those questions. And in fact, that would be a really good show down the road. Or you do some sort of a phased attendance. Initially, where you allow a percentage of the the student body that wants to go, you allow each player to have, I don't know, four tickets. Yeah, whatever. You socially distance. I did a beer garden today with Jeffrey where we talked about 130 programs. I think it was we used the number 200 to 250 people per program. Sure. Once a week on test. It's a lot of test. I know one of the things, it's one of the things I've read it's in, in my food uh, for thought tomorrow. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, is very concerned about the optics. Obviously, the NBA can afford to buy all the tests they want. They can buy all the tests. They can stack the test in an NBA warehouse, and they're good. But what does that look like? Are you taking tests from other people? Now, this is the part that bothers me. What bothers me about, not Brett's story. Brett did a good job. I mean, we're obviously talking about it, so it worked. What bothers me is that today's May the 7th. Why are we making these decisions today? There's now, a race to be proactive. Now, June the 7th, and here's the thing when people go, they got lots of time. No, they got a month. Well, they don't have lots of time. They got a month. They got four to six weeks, depending on how you want to play a calendar. Six feels really yeah. generous. Four's, they got four weeks. A week from, a month from today, you've got to be telling people something because people have to make plans. Yeah, a week, four weeks from today is like, yeah, that's true. That's that's June fifth ish. Yeah, you you got to be saying something by then. I mean, I, most of the people that I've talked to in college athletics say by June the first, you've got to be telling kids. Forget athletics for a minute. You've got to be telling kids, hey, re- prepare for your move into yeah, your yeah, dorm, yeah. move into your sorority house, your fraternity house, your apartment, whatever. I mean, there are things that have to happen. It's not just snap your fingers, let's go. But why are we doing it today? Get two or three weeks before you really have to buckle down. That's what bothers me a little about today. But I'd, I've maintained this from day one, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's no big deal. I don't think college football without fans for the whole season works. I don't. It's basically admitting that they are employees unpaid I think as time does go on I do believe there is a season in the fall and I'm not sure even every power five team plays I think it just well, is, that could happen and yeah, that was important that's part of Murphy's push to me Murphy's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. to me that was the most fascinating part of his story was if you listen to different commissioners well because look Oregon's governor today said no mass gathering gatherings through September yeah 
And now look, he could change his mind eight times. Again, it is May the 7th. Yeah, and there was some language in there that would allow for, let's say, 20% capacity at Altson, right? But the governor of California... He says nothing through 2020. He says nothing. Well, all of a sudden, we're talking about more than half the Pac-12. Oh, to Stanford and Cal and USC and UCLA. So we're talking about, yeah. Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah, so now we've got six programs. So what happens if Arizona... By the way, Bobby Robbins is... We can go into that topic if you wanted. He was on the Today Show. He was really impressive. Was he? Yeah. I mean, University of Arizona is like super prepared for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, over the, I mean, incredibly prepared. Arizona, Arizona State say, we're ready. Let's play. Utah says, we're ready. Let's play. What happens? There's a chance that this is a complete reboot. I do want to be in the in the conference room when they go, hey, yeah, we're going to play. We're going to play with fans. Now we've got to pick the 31,000 people that get to come in the stadium. Well, I had that this conversation with someone today where if you're uh, – what's his name? Uh, Byrne at Alabama. Yeah. Can you imagine that call? You're calling uh, Jimmy and Coleman who doesn't – his family sacrifices at Christmas. They never go on vacation so that they can have tickets. season tickets. Yeah. And you're going to tell him, hey, Jimmy. I'm sorry, bud. This year we just can't do you it. You can't. It's one thing if you tell Jimmy, hey, you can't come for the Southwestern Texas game. We'll throw in an extra parking pass for Mississippi State. He's okay with that. But if you tell him you can't come for the Iron Bowl, a little different creature. Jimmy might not send his $250 next year and get his signed Nick Saban print. Well, you're going to do 50,000 of those calls? How does that work? Took a break in the show to tell you about Community Mortgage located in Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing in Oxford and the flow down option where you can lock in the current rate, but if rates go down before you close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar in Oxford. Also Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. Both those locations are open for regular business hours. Tyson's is utilizing a walk-up window. And G&M is offering curbside service there in Oxford. Both stores are dedicated to local delivery and still able to deliver same day as well. 662-236-236. 2222. The podcast brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is the website. Click the very top. See how to support Oxford during COVID 19. You can see a list of all retailers, restaurants with curbside, with delivery options to uh, help you out there if you need that list. Also, ways to support hospitality workers who are out of jobs right now in Oxford between Tip Roulette and some other options that you have. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Podcast also brought to you by Special Orthopedic Group. They are open in Tupelo and Oxford. You can skip the ER for urgent ortho-related injuries at both locations. They're offering offering virtual health telemedicine. Patients have direct access to all SOG physicians and nurse practitioners. Patients have 24-hour access to appointments at 662-767-4200 or SOGMS.com. No referral is needed. Walk-ins are welcome. And then last but not least, we're brought to you by In-House Interior and Design, 662-681-6241. You can call. You can text. They are available for you. I talked to Nikki this week. They've been picking up more clients because people are home right now. They're seeing things around their house they want to change. They want to fix up. They offer new client gifts. They offer dorm room appointments whenever that does uh, come with discounts as well. So you can find out more. Text or call 662-681-6241. 
You got to do a got to do a lottery, right? I don't know. Peyton that's, mentions that on the on the thing. That's I mean, I guess that's where I come back to my. I mean, everybody does this well. I mean, they do these jokes about Arkansas and Vanderbilt have social distancing down. It's like, okay, great. LSU doesn't. No. Georgia doesn't. Auburn doesn't. Florida doesn't. Hell, Ole Miss doesn't. Mm-mm. And they they were terrible last year. Stadium was still half full. We're talking about a quarter full. What do you tell students? Maybe he wants you to pay this activity fee, but you can't come to the game. And then this person has access, but they don't show up. So then you're another five thousand less than even you could be, with tons of people that want to come. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're not you're not ever going to get a hundred percent participation, right? Even with the group that says they can show up. And then who do you pay to the people that are like, well, you got to take everybody's do you temperature. Split them by game. I don't know. How do you do that? The people they say you know take everybody's temperature. Who does that? You're going to hire a bunch of nurses to take everybody's temperature, and then when some Drunk guy goes, I'm coming in even though I've got a fever. And what is she going to do? Yeah. She's going to fight him? You got to hire all this extra stuff? How does this work? It's why, to me, it's a common sense thing. And it's why I continue to say, until I'm wrong, I continue to say it's all or nothing. And if the game's not safe enough for the kids' families, and it's not safe enough for the student bodies that they supposedly represent, then how the hell is it safe enough for them? And before anybody shoots back on me, I'm not saying that this thing's not overblown. In fact, I kind of think it is. But if, 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 bold, italicized, underlined, if you are saying as a decision maker that it is not safe for the student athletes families or the or the student bodies that they represent if that is what you were saying how do you then in the following sentence say but it's safe enough for you all to play a, a physical game in which sweat and saliva and potentially blood can be exchanged yeah, and again, I I know the, the main comment. Yes, I, I get that most athletes would be more than fine with it, but we're talking about going home to your grandmother and your mother and other people. Hey, as you well. say that I've talked to two parents that are not fine with it. No, no, no. I'm saying I think most athletes would live through having it. The, oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah, risk yeah. is for parents and grandparents picking it up because they become carriers yeah. of it. Is more what I'm saying. Yeah, I've I've talked to uh, I've talked to two different parents. One an Ole Miss parent and one a parent of a, of a player on another team on a group of five team who are uh, pretty adamant about it that if it's not safe for them they're not sure they want their son out there yeah fascinating uh, oh it, it is the most fascinating sports topic we have covered oh hell in my lifetime yeah I think that's that that's probably fair all right let's grab the first one then we'll, uh, we'll oh, we're we'll, opening something yeah we'll grab a couple and then we'll take some calls Big one. It's pretty obvious what it is because it might be good comedy. Oh, really? You know what it is? I don't, but I'm guessing. What's the What's the sticker on it? It's uh, it's from your hog gear has arrived uh, well, from hog heaven. Okay. It's, uh, sent from Fayetteville. It's sent from Fayetteville. Yep. Okay. I'll be stunned if that's not what I think it is. Yeah, which will be a good. Okay. Kind of hoping it's a Houston nut hat a straw a straw hat yeah i don't think it is you think you think it's going to be a i hog think it's hat, a hog head which i'll wear and someone will put on is that what it oh, is oh no no you got a shot got a shot what is it yes sir seriously oh yeah 
No kidding. Oh my god. There it is, a Houston nut hat. We were wrong. Or I was wrong. You Houston's gonna get jealous. Houston is gonna get jealous. How about that? I mixed in a yes, sir. How you like that? It doesn't look bad though, Neil. I'm telling you. If you played golf, that would be the hat to wear on the golf course. Okay, I'll wear it if we if we uh, if we play golf. I will wear this on the course. I have no problem with it. Houston would be a good uh, be a good guest. Oh, and well, by the way, thank you. I do think he mentioned this. I think Joe Lee Dunn, Joe Lee Dunn would be a fascinating guest. How He's defenses have changed over thirty? Is he dead? I don't know. I didn't think so. No, I don't think so. I think Joe Lee, Joe Lee would be a good guest. That's a good looking cap or hat. Sorry, not cap. it is. It's a good looking hat. Who looks better in it, me or Houston? You. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, Houston, you, you were so used to seeing him in it. Houston struggled with a flat bill. You know, a couple times he tried to wear the flat bill cap. Yeah. Didn't go well no, with it Houston. It looked terrible. The cap was not the thing it to go with. It was awful for him. And he was hung up on people's hats. He was. That's a good-looking hat. Yeah. Okay, well, good. His were normally white, though, weren't they? I mean, we're, we're, we'll, we'll allow it. I'm just... Can't remember. Weren't his kind of a little more cream? I... It's a long time ago. I just remember a straw hat. Because he would talk about how he didn't want to burn his ears and neck. And got stuff. a text, and you kind of need to form form it up a little bit, you know. I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, don't. I didn't bring the captain hat. I guess it was in the car. I could I could go get it, but uh, yeah, I, I did not bring it back in. Laura's not gonna be able to keep her hands off me after this. I'm telling you. I mean, mm. I mean a. Trubisky jersey and a hog hat. I mean, God. Can't have too many tonight. Hey, um, ladies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do one more and then I'll tell. Ovaries are burning everywhere right now. <laughs> Amy Amish. <laughs> no, I can't call the hogs. I did do it at an Arkansas orientation. Kind of had to, didn't you? I mean, yeah, you were of, kind of peer pressured into it. Really? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. That was easier than explaining the, the situation yeah, to, to, to five hundred people around. It's you. actually not the worst cheer in the world. Now look, I'm, okay, it's all serious here. We're, we're going to open another one, and we're going to go to the, call, the lines. I mean, I promise. In a second, we say this about A and M all the time. We say this about Auburn a little bit. A little cultish. Yeah. From a pure, if aliens came down. When yeah. Arkansas is calling the Hogs, I'm not sure there's a more cultish yeah. activity in the country. That than moment that. would be really cultish. But Arkansas doesn't get that. Well, their whatever. fan base isn't really that way. Like they're up, up there by themselves as part up of it. There, yeah. I mean, and my experience with them has only been very brief, and they've been so bad, and they know they suck. So it's a completely different kind of deal. It does help when you know you suck. Yeah, it's like I mean, the, my funny story is when. Campbell had a house full of Arkansas co-eds, and they came in after they partied after the Ole Miss-Arkansas game, and the girl from Iowa, who's just funny as hell, she goes, we suck. And I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and it was just kind of, they were all laughing. You know, it was all fine. I mean, there, there wasn't anything obnoxious. I mean, you can say their fans are obnoxious, and they might be, but the students that I've encountered, as it pertains to athletics, just make fun of it. So it hasn't been remotely yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? 
and without the Houston angle, there there's there hasn't been a ton of animosity at the stadium when the two teams have played that I've no. been around or anything. It's like, no, hey, I mean this last year, Arkansas brought some people and they That's had some fine. fun. It was whatever. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, big. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go to number two. And then we'll. Oh, we're opening another one. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll, we'll then we'll take some calls. We Amazoning? What are we doing? This is uh That doesn't look like Amazon. No, it's from SP One Group. What's that? I don't know. I think Laura Googled it. Oh really? Well we were just like making sure it wasn't like a rattlesnake or something. You know we we had four snakes in our pool the other day? Uh, I saw that tweet. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna need a little more info on that later. Well, Arkansas baseball fans have become psycho. That is actually accurate. What is that? I'm not sure what the hell this is. Is that like a... Is it, is it another hat? Is it a bonnet? <laughs> it's, What's it say? It's the Trump Make America Great. Oh, God. So you get to wear a hat today. Do I have to put that on? I, <laughs> I mean, hey, those are the rules. Someone spent fourteen ninety nine for you to put that on. <laughs> Sorry for the podcasters who do not have the uh, the courtesy of video. It is it is a bucket hat that yes yeah, says um, yeah Trump made make America great again twenty twenty and has a string to make sure it stays on your head that goes under your chin. Too. Yeah, and that should so, definitely go under your chin. Yeah, that's another an, an, another part of that. So. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, what? It needs to go on. All right. I still need a haircut. I was even worse last week. Get over yourself. It's all right. Please, God, be another hat in that box. One of these boxes. Oh, that's a good look. Is it good? That is a good look. It's kind. Of, I don't Very know that handsome. I can keep it on. Um, it's, let's see. <laughs> it's, this thing is huge, Neil. That's it's. it's it, it is sexy. This is, yeah, I mean, I feel like I look like Red Riding Hood here. I mean, yeah, you do a little bit, not gonna lie. Yeah, there we go. Okay. The, the, the captain's hat was a lot, was a lot little, whatever. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, our, you don't need a haircut with that. No, Ron Marshall has a good point. Yeah. Did our video just get demonetized because we have, because we went political? <laughs> that's very positive. YouTube might have just pulled this thing down. <laughs> that super chat's gone now. Feel like Pat Dye on the Fine Bomb show back in the old days where you could hear the ice clinking. It's for you, Hogan. Um, wherever you are. Uh, oh, Hogan would like this. He would. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I'm a good sport. I'm not being peer pressured. Uh this would be a beach hat though. You would you would not get any sunburn anywhere near your head with this bad boy on. No, you'd be good. Because you have a hard time even I don't know <laughs> that I can put headphones on over this. Well, I was thinking about that. that a is, well, ago. you can't. You're, you're, you're. I'll just have to put them around my, the back of my neck. Are we going to take some calls? You want to take calls now? Is that what you want to do? Probably should. Uh, okay, let's see. Just give us a second, people that are hanging on the line. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, Webb says no sunburn and no women. That's <laughs> probably fair. It's not not inaccurate. <laughs> All right, let's see. Hold on one second. 
I was convinced this box was going to be one of those hog hats. You thought it was me what? One of those hog hats. The Oh, I did too. I, th- yeah. I thought it was one of those too. I mean, that yeah. was exactly what I thought it was. I did too. All right, who's on the line? Hey, Neon Chase and Bubba. How y'all doing? Hey, Bubba, You were what's quick up? on the draw today. I'm proud of you. Well, you know, I've got like, I'm about, I don't know, six beers in. I've only got so long to go. How many, what, what beer so, are you drinking tonight? Miller Lite, man. Always Miller Lite. You never want to branch out just for the heck of it? No, not really. Let me ask not you a question, really. Bubba. If, if I put a blindfold over you, and I put a Miller Lite, a Coors Light, and a Bud Light in front of you. Would you be able to tell me which one was a Miller Lite? For the first beer, yeah. After that, probably not. What is it you like about Miller Lite? It's cheap and gets you drunk. Okay, well, well so would Everclear. Hey, by the way, well, real quick before we get started, uh, Gulf Coast Reb, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. So, uh, how, how's the week been? Any good, uh, any good repo stories? Man, well, it's been a good week. I got my stimulus check, so, but, uh, my wife's been kind of getting a little mad at me. She's, uh, hadn't got her hair done in, gosh, forever, and I was drunk, I don't know, last four or five nights ago, and she asked me, she said, how do I look? Told her she looked like a skunk. Why and, did you uh, say that, was Bubba? Out. That wasn't smart. It's Miller Lite, man. Don't ask the truth if you don't want to hear it. But anyway, out to the porch for two nights with three and eight. And uh, anyway, so uh, but yeah, I got it. Those are the do- those are the dogs for the people that don't that, that weren't listening last week. Your dogs are named three and eight after Dale well, and Dale Junior. Yeah, senior junior. Yep. But uh, I got a good repo store for y'all. Yeah. Um, okay. So I hooked up a car outside of uh right outside of Tupelo and just a normal car went up to the house, knocked on the door and I always ask them if they want to remove the property just to be nice and some skinny feller came up. He said, Hold on, I'll give give you the extra key, I don't want to get charged for it. And uh anyway he did that and gave me the key and we're going out and he uh he said, Hold on, hold on, I left something in the back seat and he had his backpack, he said I just about left my my bag of mess back there. I am not kidding. He pulled out. I thought he was joking. No, he's dead serious. Anyway, it's just, man, it's a crazy time. I'm like, you got all them drugs. You ought to pay for your car, car note. But anyway, um, I got two questions for y'all, and then I'll get off. Okay. What do you think of uh, NCAA letting players finally get paid? And Do you think uh, Clark Ford will have an old Miss guy, you know, representing them and who do y'all think it'd be? Y'all have a good night. I appreciate everything y'all doing. Thanks, Bubba. So, I mean, the the name like likeness and image stuff is is passed, and that that takes care of the star players. Would Corey have a would the people at Clark Ford have an Ole Miss player? Yeah, they probably would. Now they if they're smart, they'd have a Mississippi State player too. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where. It, Benefits. I mean, if you're running a car dealership in Birmingham, you're going to have Alabama and Auburn, right? You're not going to pick a side. Um, I don't know. I mean, the smart thing would be the easy thing to do would be to get both quarterbacks or something like that. Maybe the smart thing for Ole Miss that would mean five different people for Mississippi State. I don't know who the hell it would be.
I bet Houston never had to put headphones on over this thing. I absolutely no. Who, who we got on the line? Uh, Aaron. Aaron, how are you? What's up, Aaron? I'm doing just fine. How are y'all? Uh, we're good. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, all right, I got a couple things for y'all. Uh, first off, I just became a father to a daughter, and I was wondering if y'all oh, had any congratulations. Uh, advice. Well, thank you. Thank you. Since uh, I know y'all have been down that road, I didn't know if y'all had any little pointers. I'll put the hat back on for the live stream. I'm just, I, I can't do that in the headphones at the moment. It's not working. So you just you just had a daughter, what, the last few days? Uh, April 17th. Okay. Yeah, last few days, a couple of weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, my experience has been girls are great. Uh, there's not a lot of difference between girls and boys, frankly, when you're, when you're raising them when they're little. Um, no, I mean, just, you know, be present. That's the big thing. Probably the biggest thing absolutely right now, especially with just everything going on, with everybody having phones in their hand of the time ago, hey, okay, put the phone in. Yeah, we've all got stuff going on, but when you're in the – kind of be where your feet are when you're actually in the moment. I mean, I, I do yeah. think that sometimes that is a struggle and something that people have to kind of pay attention to and, and, you know, and, and, and work on a little bit. And not bit. all girls are the same. I mean, some girls are going to be into tea parties or dolls, and some girls are going to be into sports or some combination thereof. And I don't know. You just, just kind of – you know, you gotta like with kids. I mean, whether it's boys or girls, you have to remember that. You know, how old are you? Uh, twenty-four. Well, they can't be twenty-four, but you can be two. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. I mean, they, they they can't they can't come up to you, but you can go down to them and get into their shows. And I don't know. Just it's don't don't get hung up on the girl part of it. Just it's a, it's a right. I mean, she's going to love you. I mean, so, you know, just, just be a be a dad. It's easy. It's 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 really the coolest thing you'll do and, you know, I mean, enjoy things like bath time and um you know, stuff where stuff that frankly stuff that uh you'll look, I I promise you this, you'll look back years from now and you'll be like, no matter how no matter how much you engage in it, you'll look back and wish I had you had been more engaged. So be as engaged as you can be with things like with bath time and toys. And I mean, you know, she's going to have stuffed animals that she likes and she's going to have things that she likes. And, and that's along those lines. I mean, you know, you can, you can be a part of that. You can, you can make friends with her stuffed animals. For example, you can make friends with her. You can enjoy her show. She's not going to enjoy your show. She's not going to, she's not going to get into tiger King at, at, at two, but, but you can get into you can get into whatever, like with my with my girls, it was Door the Explorer and Wiggles and stuff like that. So whatever the show is, I mean, you can get into that show. She can't get into yours. That's that's really the best example. I think that's the best advice I can give is that you can go down to her age. She can't come up to yours. Yeah, make sure to I – got, I got this response from a text a second ago. You know, affirmation um – you know, really pointing out the positives, and yeah, like you said, just uh, just get on their level, whatever that is. I mean, we played today. I had to go pick something up. My daughter was with me, and I put on the uh, the Disney Princess station and on the Amazon thing, and I was kind of quizzing her a little bit. I just started cycling through the phone, the the, the the thing, and I was trying to get her to tell me what movie the songs were from or whatever, and we kind of laughed and had fun with it for 10, 15 minutes as, as she was driving. You, you quickly learn things that make them happy, and you, if you'll just kind of let your guard down, you get on their level, and you, you find a lot of joy in that. 
Well, that's awesome. That's that's a very solid, good advice. I appreciate. And that. as Neil has always said, you don't need yeah. all the uh, the smocking. You can get by yep. with, with 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 the onesies and the <laughs> much cheaper on the uh, on the clothing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we've we've uh, figured out that also the cheaper onesies are significantly easier to change them in. Yeah, it's. Uh, so, uh, I, w- I want to. I got into this last week. It's. Uh, it's. It's. It can be a little complicated changing a, a girl's diaper. It's a little. A little more complicated than a boy's diaper, but you'll discover that on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I, this is the only experience I've had, but uh, yeah, it's not the uh, the most simple technique. That's for certain. It's. It's easier to clean a boy's diaper than a girl's diaper. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. No question. Okay. Uh, do, you have, gotcha, do, gotcha. do you have something else? Yes. Yes. This is a this is a fun little little uh, thinking topic for y'all. All right. You're gonna make a tag team duo. All right. Okay. Of you can pick like regional or city specific food styles, but you can pick two, and they have to go up. They have to be able to take two others. So, like for me, it would be like. Uh, New Orleans Creole food and Tex-Mex. Okay. okay. And then so y'all would have to pick y'all's two. Y'all think can beat that. Off the top of my head, obviously New Orleans was something that did stick out. But I'll tell you. I want Italian. Where are you getting it? What do you mean? Where from? That's the whole point. Where? What city are you pulling that from that you think oh. is... Well, lots of cities have good Italian. Well, okay. Chicago. You'd go with Chicago Italian? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. You know, St. Louis New has York. great Italian. Yeah, St. Louis has great Italian. That hill, uh, what's it called, the the hill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hill. Yeah. Because I'm kind of taking out like free spaces of just whatever in New York because obviously you're going to have world-class restaurants and whatever thing, but they don't necessarily have the... Let's talk about steak or something. They don't. The other, have like the, the other for me, if I could combine it, would be, uh, kind of California Mediterranean, like anywhere from Monterey to San Francisco seafood. Yeah, see, I was thinking yeah, like thought, Northern California, Seattle seafood, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, th- I thought about that too. Yeah, I had that, and then I had like the uh, oh, upper God. Northeast, like Maine lobster and stuff yeah that's where i had the seafood as well and then uh maybe like miami little havana if you want some cuban food it's pretty good too i like that yeah we'll think about it and talk about it as we uh as we go good uh um, good. Well, i appreciate y'all taking Absolutely. my call Absolutely. thank you for the call appreciate good luck it. to you yeah all right I don't know why I keep laughing, but I do. <sighs> Let's see. I guess that was it for Brett McMurphy. I was trying to think of anything else, but that was the gist of that. That whole was the story. big part of it. I thought it was. Fa- I just thought the whole story was pretty fascinating. I mean, different commissioners saying different things. Some of the group of five commissioners basically saying, "Hey, what are we doing?" I thought the Pac-12 commissioner Larry Scott. Was very clearly saying, if it came if it came to that, why don't we wait? Spring, well, or whatever. Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, let's let's not do a deal where we can't be involved. 
that's his job is to advocate for his conference. I don't fault him for that. And again, it's May the 7th. Ask me in a month. Now, if, if in a month we're still having this conversation, I'm probably going to start hitting the panic button. Just in general? Well, yeah, because at that point you're running out of time. I mean, Keith Carter on the record has said we really need to be July 1st. It's been very clear about July 1st. Yeah, yeah there's no I mean, doubt. It, July 1 to 15 is the window to get players on campus to have an on-time start. The end. Yeah. Who's on the line? Hey, guys. It's uh, Marv, South Georgia. Oh, yeah. Hey, Marv. How are you? Hey, Marv. No, man. Doing well. How are y'all? Oh, we're lovely. It's great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what are you sipping on, guys? Sorry. I, I kind of had to do a family thing with the wife, so if you've answered that, I apologize. At some point, I'm going to finish this bottle of uh, Russell's Reserve 10 that has been sitting over here in front of me. I have not been bringing anything. It's just sit. It has sat on the glass stage. Make it easier for you. It has sat on my, my, my platform right here in front of my computer for weeks now and we're kind of going through it a little bit neil appeared to have a cocktail of some sort no it was, it was the end of that blade and bow that was that what it was yep it was just on the rocks yeah okay blade and bow is good stuff uh it's it rumored there's some old stitzel weller in there i don't know if y'all heard that or not it, it's always solid i mean yeah there's no yeah. There, 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 there's no issue there at all what do you what, what are you having uh so i have an old just i say old it's like eight month old uh, it's, it's a Local store pick Jefferson's that my wife made it old fashioned with. I mean, it's anytime you get a thirty dollars store pick, I mean, just do whatever with it. How does she do on the old fashioned? She pretty good at it. Uh, she's gotten a lot better. So my my wife has really uh, kind of taken into my whole bourbon obsession. But she goes, um, you know, a, a little bit of sugar and maraschino cherry. Um, she has one of those soda streams, so she makes a little bit of soda water and then just whiskey on top of that. No soda water. But, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, well, she, yeah. <laughs> nope. It is what it is. That is where you, you get you get that going and you get a little bit too much orange or something and you got alcoholic sun kissed in a hurry. It, it, that, that is, That's true. You can do it well, but the, the, the ability to put soda in at all well, is it is a fine line that turns it to just, oh, it, it, is, it, it is it is bad no, perfume I, in a hurry. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of, of bourbon, have y'all tried the, the Peerless Store Pick at High Cotton? I'm trying to think. I, I didn't actually have it because I, I knew that it was it was the trip I was supposed to go on and it ended up not going. I have not tried it. Um, Peerless is one of those that I know the reviews are good, especially the store picks and stuff. Are is good. it still there? Sure. I would assume it's still like a three that price. Bourbon though, isn't it? That price though is just kind of like what's the I price don't, it, it, for such a young bourbon? I just don't know if it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's I think it's eighty. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in Georgia. I'm not in Oxford, but uh, I've still got three or four buddies, and I've kind of all talked them into the you know, the Bourbon South podcast, and I've you've had those guys on um, with with High Cotton, and they've tried it, and they've all said it's good. So I've got a bottle waiting on me. You know, who knows when the next time I come to Oxford? No, I I, I trust those palates. I'm sure that store pick is good. Just I, I guess I was just thinking in in general with with Peerless because I think it's a four year old bourbon. And a oh, four-year-old yeah, bourbon at eighty to a hundred bucks—that just is a little like eh, I don't know. It, and if you, I spend that much, I want to get blown away. Yeah, no, completely agree with you. You know what I mean? That's, because that's, I can I can buy fair. I can buy several bourbons at forty dollars, for example, 
where I'm going to be perfectly pleased. But but I'll tell you what it is. They oh, remind yeah. me a lot of five, six years ago, whatever. And I mean, you've heard this from from Vermont South and whatnot. My, was my pinhook obsession. I think Peerless is kind of in that category where really early on they got some good okay. juice. Everything was good, but. Pinhook kind of screwed it up. They tried to rush too much. They they got into into too much, uh, you know, too too many batches, too yeah. many things. Okay, so I, if, I need to either DM you or something you and get, get in touch because my new store has four pinhooks and okay. I've seen them for the first time the past two weeks. Be so careful. My wife is a some are good. Thirty third week. Yeah. So I, I every week I drop her off at the hospital and I can't go in, so I just go to a local distillery and uh, <laughs> or go to a local store. And just kind of hang out for you know twenty thirty minutes and just kind of because they always have a lot of store picks and they've gotten a lot of pin hook lately so I need to holler at you. Yeah, get, shoot me a message because there's some that's that's good and I think they're starting to get back on the right train. It's picking back up, mm-hmm. but there for a while every single batch was terrible. So they, I'm hoping Peerless yeah. does a good job so of Leif, slowing down. Leif and our Leif in our chat says uh-huh. he's gotten the Peerless for sixty and it was really good. Okay, is that the store okay. pick or is okay. that just Peerless in general though? Hopefully he'll answer. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, well, uh, I've got I've got it up on my TV, so I can see it as okay. well. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, yeah. a couple things while while I've got you. Sure. So, where's uh, where's your your How I Met Your Mother podcast coming with Alex? I haven't talked to her again. Alex has obviously had a lot of uh, stuff going on with the furloughs and everything. That I I, I I'm sure. not saying it's not going to happen, but we've we've kind of lost touch with everything else she's got going on just in her personal yeah, life right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I, I am caught no, up. I have great. rewatched season one, so if I get a if I get a, if I get a green light, we can knock it out pretty quickly. Fair enough. Um, last thing, and I'll kind of let you answer all the other calls. So I was, I was scrolling through, and uh, my sister sent me something earlier, and it said, I remember a time when we used to eat cake that was blown on by a six-year-old. Does that kind of put it in perspective how crazy things used to be or oh, yeah. just how we look at it now, that we used to let a kid blow out candles on a cake and spit all over it and yeah. eat it? Well, you know, it's funny. Right, it? it's, it's funny that you say that because yesterday um, I was switching internet providers which required that they come into the house to do it. And mm-hmm. the first person screwed it up. And so the two people behind them came in and they were great, but it meant that was three people in the house. And yeah. my wife, Laura is having a, um, a piece of furniture built for our patio area. That uh, it's going to be really cool. But the person that's building it needed to look at the space where it's going to go and describing it over the course of text it, it it left a little bit to be interpreted, which was not good, so he needed to come look at it. So over the course of a couple of hours, we had four different people in our house. And I don't know about you, but I've lived my entire life in the South. I've lived, I grew up in Louisiana. I've been in Mississippi and yeah. Alabama and now back in Mississippi. And I was raised as a Southern boy is typically raised, which is when someone extends their hand, you shake it and you look them in the eye. You and you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, nice to meet you, all that stuff. Well, in the last two months, I've not shaken many hands. And yesterday, yeah. I shook two hands. Did you really? I did. And the and I, it was really so weird. Awkward, man. It was so awkward. It was bizarre. And so I shook the second person's hand. He couldn't have been nicer. He's the person who's building the furniture for us and could not be a nicer guy. A little older than me. Um, he'd come out, and, and, and Laura and he were talking about exactly what she wanted and, and all of that stuff. And... You know, they were kind of getting into the fine details of 
specifically what it was that she wanted and we were finalizing some things and and I had never met him. She was the one communicating with him. And so when I walked out there, she said, this is my husband, Neil. And he, he reached out to shake my hand. And so I shook it. And I got to be honest. There's nothing wrong with him. I'm sure he's perfectly fine. But for seven minutes, all, all I could think about was, yep. All I could think about was washing <laughs> my hands. And so when I got through washing my hands, I thought to myself, so are you going to be okay? Me talking, me talking to myself, are you going to be okay like going to a football game? If they were to open it up to media, would you be okay being there? Would you want to wear a mask? I'm thinking all these crazy thoughts that just three months ago I would have told you, like if you had told me in January or February that I would have some reluctancy to shake another man's hand, I would have said, you are oh, out of your freaking mind. And yet here I yeah. am on yeah. May, the in this case, 6th, and I'm – I don't know how to describe it. You, you obviously, I can tell by the tone of your voice that you can relate. It was just, I needed to scrub my hands. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Um, I've had this conversation with my wife, so we're we're due with our first next month in June. Oh, congratulations! And we had this conversation. Appreciate it, man. We've had this conversation. You know, the next time we may go sit in a restaurant, maybe next year, because obviously we're not going to go before. We're not yeah. going to go when there's a newborn like when's the next time we go sit in a restaurant and it's just conversations like that that really you know yeah i don't know it's just it's it's a weird time we're living in i don't know if you heard it but i did a podcast uh we've been sort of just like just doing interview based podcast i had reynolds wolf on i guess it was tuesday's podcast yeah, he's listened to it this morning. Really good. Well, he's with the Weather Channel. Correct? Yeah, yeah. And so Reynolds is my age, and he's got four children, age thirteen to six. And we were talking about like he, Reynolds is an Auburn fan, and we were talking mm-hmm. about you know Auburn plays at Ole Miss in the middle of September. And I said, if someone offered you tickets, you know, would you go? And we were having that conversation, and it's just so. It's a year ago. The answer would have been, "Oh hell yeah!" I mean, I'm gonna pack up the family, yeah. and, and we're yeah. gonna come to the game, and we're gonna go into the Grove, and we'll show the kids the Grove, and in his case, we'll go to the game, and we'll cheer for the Tigers, and you know, we'll either win or we'll lose, and then after the game, we'll go have a couple of drinks someplace, and get some dinner, and and we'll get some sleep, and get up the next morning, and drive back to Atlanta, and have another week, right? But that's over. Yep. I mean, now before you would pack up your kids and in his case, a family of six and go to the game or whether you're cheering for Ole Miss or you're cheering for Auburn or whoever the hell you're cheering for, you're having all these thoughts about, are we safe? What do we do? How do we, how do we, do we do I mean, there's, it's our world. It's amazing it's how much it's, it's, it's changed. Really yeah. Worth it. yeah. Yeah. Completely agree with yeah. You. It's crazy. So, um, and, and, and I know you've got tons of calls. I'll leave you with this. Uh, one thing that I loved at the end of that interview though, was y'all mentioned, you know, whether or not you call it common decency or understanding or altruism or whatever. But I do think, at least for a little while, there will be a, a higher sense of community when this is all over. Oh, I do so too. Hopefully that's, yeah. I so do too. You, you know, know that. the example I've used a couple of times is, you know, my daughter Campbell goes to Arkansas and Ole Miss plays in Fayetteville. I think it's November the 14th. I think that's the right date. And I've used mm-hmm. that. I've, I've thought about that date so many times because if that date happens and those two teams play a football game at Reynolds Razorback I mean, Stadium, it'll be so much more than a damn game. Oh man. yeah! Oh holy shit! Yeah, I'll be part of my language. I mean, if those two teams play a game and fans are allowed in that game, 
I, I got to be honest, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I will, I will go. I, it will be. I, I don't, I don't. I mean, who let the better team win? Whatever. Yeah, who cares about the score? Yeah, it will be. <laughs> it will be so emotional. I think for me, and and I'm like, I don't think Campbell would think about it this way because she's just a kid. But for me, it would be. Wow, it would be such a sense of normalcy that those two teams played a football game and fans were allowed to watch and Ole Miss fans yelled hotty toddy and the Arkansas fans called the hogs and all of that stuff and the bands played and and the cheerleaders cheered and the dance teams danced and literally if you promised me that day that no football player got severely injured and fans got to watch that game, it would be... I mean, I swear to you, I think it would be a super emotional, cathartic sort of experience. Yeah, no, I, I think it has to be, you know. And, and that's, again, that's something that, that y'all talked about on the podcast. I think it was what you said Tuesday is, you know, it, it's humanized so many different aspects of just our everyday lives that, you know, we take for granted living in such a world we live in and, and all that, not to get too deep or whatever. No, I'm with you. We do, man. Yeah, we get hung up on stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if Ole Miss beats Arkansas or if Arkansas beats Ole Miss, I mean, at the end, if if you told me that game got played as scheduled on time and fans were allowed in that stadium, how cool would that be? The Oxford Exxon Podcast is also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Been telling you for a while that. Uh, Travel's going to get back to normal. It's not there yet, but we're headed in that direction. I got a note from John just the other day. He was letting me know about some uh, things that are either opened or are about to open out there. If you want to interested in those and you want to get in touch with him, uh, check out Kohler, Wisconsin. Four golf courses just opened on April the 24th. Uh, great deals there in Kohler. The Watercolor Inn in Seaside, Florida. Uh, it, it opened on May 1st. Beach access, pools as well. Uh, the Kiswa Island in uh, South Carolina, all the hotels, the villas, and the homes they opened on. Uh, they open on May the sixteenth. Two golf courses, uh, pools, beaches, also in South Carolina in Hilton Head, the Sea Pines Resort uh, there in Hilton Head. Hotels, uh, homes, May the sixteenth. Golf courses, pools, beaches opening as well. And then uh, if you want. A little something more, a little more exotic in uh, the British Virgin Islands. Sailboat rentals with full crew, uh, all of that stuff opening up on June the second. Up to three couples, total of fourteen thousand five hundred dollars, all inclusive. If you want to get away and enjoy travel, things are opening up. You want to get in touch with John nine zero one four nine four three three eight seven, or send him an email j edwards at regencytravel net. First-time clients save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the the benefits of home, uh, all the comforts and benefits that you're used to from the big mega banks, except they give you a personal touch. All the technology and products you want, but there's no buttons to push, no wait. You get a live person when you call. Great customer service at OUB. You also get Casasa. It's the absolute best cash checking account. And with it, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with 
fully interactive online banking. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. Amber brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they've seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence, and their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. So whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. 901-365-3447 or email ben, B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. She sponsors my weekly mailbag on rebelgrove.com, and she can also serve you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. To get in touch with Whitney, 662-567-2573. or six six two eight four two three eight four. Yeah, I mean, this, and, and a year ago, you would have never thought that way. And so, that's to me, maybe that's the positive of it. If 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 that happens, is that we we won't take it for granted. Maybe we'll chill a little bit with some of the rhetoric and some of the crap, and and maybe you know we'll all just kind of get together and you know. I mean, does it does it really matter what what team you're cheering for on that day? I mean, it, it you know, I mean. We were just joking at the beginning of the show. We couldn't remember the Ole Miss Texas A and M game from this year. I mean, I, I now that you tell me about it, I sort of vaguely remember it. But if we yeah, got, I completely it, forgot about the the Plumley, you know, scoop and score or whatever that caused yeah. the game. When yeah, you know, you're you're cussing drunk in the middle of it. Who cares? Eight months. <laughs> yeah. Ago. Now, if you if you told me that game can get played and and all the kids on both teams can get through it healthy, I'm I would be so in. I, it would be so. I mean, it, it would be. Really cool. I, I can't imagine how positive a feeling that would be. It would be that would be an awesome feeling the next morning to get up and and drive back to Oxford from Fayetteville and 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 leave her there knowing she's happy and with her friends and yeah yeah for me that would be that that's that's kind of a, a touchstone day if 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 it all goes to hell and and on November the fourteenth there's no football game in Fayetteville between Ole Miss and Arkansas I, I'll I'll need some bourbon I'll tell you that. Well, you know, you just—I don't know. Just we're we're all hoping for the best, man. And that—that's at this point, kind of, you know, your your default of I'm not sure. You know, just stay positive, yeah, and cling tight, and hope for the best. Hold on for dear life and pray for the best. Yep, agreed. Hey, good luck so, with the child. Hey, yep. Is it a boy or a girl? Yeah, Do man, you know yet? Good. Girl, 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 girl. So, yep. Got here's here's to us all. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Cheers. Have a good night. All right, y'all be good, guys. Cheers. See you. You know, you you mentioned that, and I'm a. I mean, you, you know this. I mean, it's probably what, restaurants and stuff is probably one of my favorite things. I mean, I like sure. the long dinners and all. I'm not missing that. It's amazing how quickly routine gets into in, into normalcy. Like for whatever reason. I'm not necessarily missing going out to eat in the restaurant thing right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll enjoy it when it's back, and it'll be like, oh, wow, this I, I didn't yeah. miss this. But I'm not wake, waking up in the morning going, wow, I really wish I could go to St. Leo or Snack Bar or wherever right now, and, and, and just kind of whatever. Yeah, uh, I think, I think like, for us, we, we kind of want to, you know, 
get carry out from snack bar or whatever just to support them but or not snack bar but st leo nothing against snack bar but <laughs> i'd prefer to give my money to st leo if i'm being totally honest um <laughs> for a lot of reasons uh but yeah i don't know i mean if you told me that the fall happened and it was quasi-normal, I would tell you that I think a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people would really be appreciative of just the experience. Like, seriously, we talk about the, the Ole Miss-Arkansas game in Fayetteville. If it were to go off, would I mean, I know the diehards would be still you know yelling and screaming about a play call or a quarterback or whatever, but... I think the rational among us after this experience would say, thank God we just have normalcy. Yeah. Who's on the line? Oh, hey, guys. This is Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, How Mark. are you? Doing pretty well. What's um, up? Have you guys seen this uh, this thing about how Kiffin uh, was talking about his USC tenure? How he, how he did an interview somewhere recently where he was talking about how his USC tenure he deserves to get a little slack on that. And I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how we don't think he ever, we don't, we don't even take that. He doesn't even take that job. If, uh, you know, he knows what's coming down the road. Yeah. Did you, did you guys see that? I, I haven't seen that. I, I've, I've talked to people who know him pretty well about the whole USC experience and that leaving Tennessee for that job and hindsight and all of those things. I mean, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with like his, his train of thought regarding that I thought, uh, yeah i just thought there was a recent a recent piece where he was quoted as saying my usc tenure needs to be judged a lot differently now or something like that I don't yeah know what. yeah but like we talked about a couple weeks ago because i'm a ball fan and uh you know just how he he never takes that job knowing he's gonna lose 30 scholarships i mean that that's like smu without getting smu'd People don't people yeah. seem to grasp that. Yeah, I mean, I, you can sign fifteen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean he he's been very clear about it. If he, if he had it to do over, he wouldn't have left Tennessee when he left it. He he would have. I mean, USC was sort of his dream job, and it got offered. And there was a part of him that thought, if I don't take it today, I'll never have an opportunity to take it. And then he got the job, and then the NCAA thing, which was not really his doing, not not his doing at all. He gets it, and 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 the the program is is hampered and hamstrung and hands tied behind his back and all of those things. And he, he still did a fairly decent job. And then it just, yeah, I mean, I think if, if you offered him a life do-over when he was at Tennessee after that one season, when USC came calling, he would have said, thanks, but no thanks. Call me in a few years. Well, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, 30 scholarship losses, you can't miss on anyone. Every player has to be a hit. 15 out of 15 or you're done so mark we have Anyways. multiple we have multiple people in the in the thread asking us to ask you if the vols are back are the vols back well when you have an athletic director <laughs> who is loves to play in the slot you know i never bought this that phil wanted to be back on the sideline but phil definitely wants to be back in the recruiting game Ooh. and he yeah. wants to be the savior and he's highly motivated to stick it to the haslam's we're getting some stuff done, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, some <laughs> kids are signing up. I mean, they want to run through that I mean, team, man. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the network is, is yeah, efficient. yeah, it's it's working. <laughs> and 
Philip Fulmer, like, he's highly motivated to stick to Jim Haslam. Highly motivated. That's interesting. And and the Haslam's are well, kind of, and Pruitt you know, is really moved out. Hey, listen, here's the here's the under undercurrent. Nick Saban's not going to coach at Alabama forever. And as much as everyone talks about uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney, the two leading candidates to be the next Alabama coach are Jeremy Pruitt and Mario Cristobal. And I'm fine with it. That means he's one huge at Tennessee. Yo, absolutely. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you wish Thanks. him well and my, find the next my one. My point on. is, is if, you're, if you're Jeremy Pruitt, if, if your eyes are on the Alabama job, which is right now one of the two preeminent jobs in the country. If that's your eyes are on that job, you need to win big at Tennessee. You need yeah, to get yeah, it done. I'm, yeah, there's, you, you don't have time you. for a ten year rebuild. You got to get it done now. Walk out the. He walks out the door. Thank you, Jeremy. And and uh, and I think that every Tennessee fan would. Well, someone would be crazy, but he's kind of you know the Alabama game last year. I mean, he was calling timeout at the end of the half, freezing Alabama's kicker like he. We kind of got – we weren't going to win the game, but we kind of got – there were some bad calls in that game, and Jeremy was kind of – that's when he kind of became like the Tennessee coach was during that Alabama game because they were in that game until Garantano fumbled on the goal line, but they were physically playing with Alabama. We haven't physically played with Alabama in 15 years where we actually looked like we belonged in the same field. The score ended up being 35-13, but it was it was 21-13, to and, and they're going in for a score, and – and Garantano fumbles. Uh, he calls his own number. He fumbles on the goal line, and they scoop and score for a hundred yards. If you say so, yeah, I don't. I, I remember so little about well, last year. Last year just didn't exist. I mean, if you told me that the 2019 season didn't happen, I'd be like, okay, cool, I get it. I don't remember. But yeah, if he if he gets that job, but God, thank you for what you did. Because I think T. Martin would probably get the job after. Uh, hmm. Oh yeah, be interesting. The, the leader I, I in the clubhouse say, right now is Cristobal. If you told me that somebody besides Cristobal got the job today, I would tell you it was Pruitt. But to do it, he's got to win big. Yeah. I don't. I don't he's buy this. I don't buy the Swinney stuff. I, I. I think he's. A, I think Clemson's his his place. He's made it. Yeah, he's made it his like. Uh, you know, like a bow and made Florida State. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's a great example. And yeah. I, I know I mentioned this too. We gave, we did a lot to help. Tennessee did a lot to help Battle Sweeney by being inept. And also, when Kiffin gave or let Taj Boyd tell him, we don't really need you. Because Fulmer had Taj Boyd, Bryce Petty committed, told Taj Boyd, we don't really need you. He went down to Clemson, and they were kind of fledgling at the time and turned them into a 13 win, 14 win football program. Oh, it was the change there. Absolutely. It was the, it was the, it was yeah. the catalyst. And you know, if he, and uh, they get T. Higgins from Oak Ridge. They get Amari Rogers, T. Martin's son. They get uh, Dan Brooks, who was a longtime, big-time recruiter for Tennessee. This is a different shade of horse. They hijacked our. I always, always say they hijacked our program. Recruit the same type of athletes we did. And all, all credit to them, but yeah. As a Tennessee fan, it kind of stings, considering we've been in the wilderness for 15 years. Yeah, I, I understand that. Well, Thank you, guys. Uh, absolutely, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate that call there. They'll be back in uh, in one moment. Had a couple calls there toward the end of that uh, that interview, or actually not interview, that phone call. Here we go. Hold on.
One second. How are you? Who do we hey, have on the line? Hey, yeah, what's, what's up? Doing? Oh, we're you know, hanging out. Yeah? You have How long have you been working on that Russell's Reserve? Uh, the bottle in general? Yeah. Uh, it was it was okay. Let's see. It was opened. It was opened the night of Ole Miss Auburn basketball in Oxford, but then it wasn't touched again until I don't know, like a hand raised guys three four weeks ago, and I've just been drinking out of it ever since when I when I've been sitting here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it was it, it was it on it was on the it was it was on the Bourbon South this season with Matt Moscona. And that's when we popped it that day. Okay. And then uh, when when okay. Ole Miss was, they blew the big lead, right? I think you have to respect. Yeah. My res, my uh, what's the word? I mean, I, I've not. You had willpower there. Willpower. Didn't you? I've not come in here and stolen it. It's um, just been sitting here. Yeah, the entire and I could time. have easily come in and just made a pour. Yeah. It's good though. I mean, the the, the, the ten year for Russell is pretty good. Yeah. Can I get a uh, cheesy gordita crunch? And a beef chalupa supreme. Ooh. And a. You had the flaming hot Cheeto Doritos Locos Taco. Couldn't wait till after the uh, <laughs> the the. the, the. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. No, you're okay. That's it. Ask him if the balls are back. Are the balls back? Oh, that's it. I'm good. Any sauce? No, I'm good. Thank you. Whoa, no sauce. Whoa, 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 whoa. No sauce. No, no sauce, Chase. I, you know, I'm 32. I'm pushing it with the uh, the acid reflux. I yeah. no more fire sauce for me. A- Anna's not going to be happy with you tonight. I'm just going to forewarn you. Well, I went and got her uh, an M M&M and M Sonic Blast. Yeah. Again, and, uh, so I was like, I rest- Yeah. While I'm out. Yeah. So what now was she, she might she might be upset cuz I didn't get any fire sauce and she's big on the fire sauce. So what was that whole order again? So I got a cheesy gordita <laughs> crunch, a beef chalupa supreme, <laughs> and then they have this new Doritos Locos taco that the shell is flaming hot Cheetos. Oh. Uh, and you just awesome. couldn't help yourself. That sounds like something Carson would like. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. I got to roll the dice cuz this this Taco Bell over here on in East Nashville they are either like all hands on deck or they have no ground beef and like no lettuce. Like it's, it's bad. But, um, no, you know, I just wanted to call in cause, uh, the caller before me was talking about how the balls are back and he just got me fired up. So, yeah, you know, I know you, I, you love some balls. I've I know got all that. my friends. Uh, yeah, I got all my friends that are all of a sudden all about recruiting again. And they're texting me about, <laughs> Oh, they're getting this guy and this guy. I'm like, Hey, you know, it's, it's only April. It's only May. Like, yeah, a long way to go. You know, those virtual vol visits have gone really well. I, I, that's all I can come up with is that they are really tearing it up on the virtual recruiting tour. Yeah. Um, it, you just can't say enough about what <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt and no. that staff has done. Great communicators. Um, Great communicators. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doesn't know what asparagus is, but just really connects with the family. All right, so let's talk about this. Hold hold on. Let's talk about this. About what? 
about, okay. Pruitt says he doesn't know what asparagus is. Well, he said this in what, like 2004 or something? I don't give a damn. I'm not really defending him. I'm just saying this wasn't yesterday. This, this reminds, was 15 years but this ago. reminds me of like when Saban last year or four years ago said he didn't know it was election day. Of course you yeah. knew it was effing election day. See, this might be different. No, it's the same thing. You know what think, asparagus is. You sure? Yeah, you know what <laughs> asparagus is. Far smarter than him. You think he was being football guy? Yeah, I think he was do being. Really? I do. I think that was being. Come on, man. I mean, he, he, at that point, he's a 45-year-old man. He doesn't know what asparagus is. If you told me that he said, I've never had it, okay, fair enough. I've never eaten asparagus. Okay, cool. I don't know what it is. How does that happen? That That's total bullshit. That's being football guy. That's Nick Saban going, I don't know that it's election day. I'm so fucked. I'm so locked in on my team because we're playing Coastal Carolina. What is Saturday. the vegetable that would be socially acceptable to say I don't know what that is? I don't know. I mean, if you told some, if you told me that like someone didn't know what butternut squash was or something, I, okay. But asparagus, we've pretty much all seen asparagus. How many steak like rutabaga? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, that's we'll, a great example. We'll play. Yeah, I mean, how many steak dinners has Jeremy Foley? I mean, Jeremy Pruitt had on the recruiting trail. Well, he was at Hoover at the time. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. You've been in the grocery store. You've seen asparagus. You know what asparagus is. If you said, I've never had it, or I don't like it, or it's not, or whatever. Oh, cool. But I don't know what it is. Give me a break. Do y'all think he can actually win big at Tennessee? Uh, that means that Florida and Georgia aren't winning big? Yeah, and that's the problem. And that's where I have an issue. Well, see, that's that's my thing with like Jim Harbaugh. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is a bad coach, but it, unless something drastically, you know, controversial, crazy happens at Ohio State, they're never going to win big there because you have to beat Ohio State. And there's no way Ryan Day and they're not going to let them win. So it's just you know process of elimination where Tennessee can never win because Kirby Smart and Georgia are going to do what they do. I think Dan Mullen's going to turn Florida into a really, really competitive East program that's going to contend with Georgia. Yeah. And then you have all the wild cards with if Muschamp and them, you know, get lucky. If, uh, you know, drink with it, if Missouri gets lucky one time. Your wife did not sound super confident about Will Muschamp's opportunity this year. We talked some South Carolina football at the end of that interview, and she just did not strike me as a super confident Gamecock fan. Oh, really? Yeah. They're kind of on the fence again. When when he was first hired, I, I told them, I was like, he's a great recruiter. He's going to really connect well with a lot of the players around Carolina. He's going to be able to recruit well, you know, to a certain extent because Clemson gets where yeah. they want. But I was like, he's going to be – He's got to be fine. She dropped like, the no, – yeah, Anna dropped the, well, you know, I wasn't happy with the way the coaching search went down, but he seems like a good guy, and he's taken the program to a different place, and he's super handsome, and I really like him. And it was things like that, but I just didn't get – she was like, he's better looking than my husband and, and stuff. But, 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 but after all of that, I just – when you boil it down, I did not come away with a super confident feeling from her. Coach, Coach Boom is, is, is handsome, though. <laughs> 
He is a handsome I did, guy. I did see his wife. I did see his wife at High Point, and she gave me a, a hottie toddy. Yeah, she's an old Miss girl, which could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think for them, it, it, you got to also think about psychologically. They they had won five in a row against Clemson at one point under Spurrier, and then all of a sudden it's just nosedive. So that's a lot to deal with because they can have a great year there, and then Clemson just beats the hell out of them in the Palmetto rivalry game, and then it you know it kind of feels. Like it's all for nothing, because um, you know Clemson's arguably the best program in the country right now. So that's that's tough to deal with in the in your own oh, state. No, I'm good. Um, hey, I, I got a question for y'all that I thought of today. Might be a little out there, but with the last dance being on, and I jokingly do the LeBron is better than Jordan. It's mostly a bit. I also don't think you can really compare the two. The eras are too different, too many variables. But no doubt, a lot of people were talking about. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about best wide receiver. I think it was college football and Fox. I think tweeted who was the best receiver ever. A lot of Jerry Rice out there for good reason. Is is Randy Moss versus Jerry Rice the football version of LeBron versus Jordan? In terms of like new school versus old school. Is Randy Moss – say it again. Is him versus Rice so, the wide receiver equivalent of Jordan versus LeBron? Oh, yeah. See, here's the thing about – Have y'all seen, seen Randy's stats in college? Yeah, he was amazing. Here's the thing about he the whole – 54 touchdowns in two years. Here's the thing about the whole LeBron, Michael, Kobe thing. Is that they all – they never – their their eras overlapped – but only sort of. And there's just no way to really know. And that's what makes sports great. We can have these conversations. When people say, so my answer to it, because I have a 13-year-old son who loves, loves, loves The Last Dance, which has been the most best part of it for me, is that he is, because Carson was, you know, obviously born after Jordan. And Carson, frankly, was born in an, at a time when he didn't, he didn't get to see great Kobe. And so LeBron's been his guy, like in terms of the best player of his generation. So I get it. And so when he says, I just don't see how, how Jordan's better, and now he gets to see just how big of a deal Jordan was, and he's blown away by it. And so I've, that's been the fun part to me. But the truth is when people go, well, Jordan would have this or would have that, it's kind of like Babe Ruth. Someone with Babe Ruth's talent, if he were born today, obviously would have trained differently, would have eaten differently, would have been different. I just think greatness, like elite greatness, sort of transcends generations. Willie Mays would have been a great player today in the same way that um, Mike Trout would have been a great player in the 20s. Well, he would have been the most dominant force the world had ever seen. He would have been yes. different, but he still would have been great. Yeah, I know what you mean. Michael Jordan would have been great today in the same way that LeBron James would have been great in the 80s. Greatness is greatness. And so when you start comparing greatness in eras versus eras, it's the fun part of it, frankly, because it really doesn't effing matter who, the, who different people think is the greatest because... I'm I'm 50, so I'm going to argue for Jordan. 
Carson's 13, and he's going to argue for LeBron. And neither one of us are right, and neither one of us are wrong, because greatness is greatness. Does that make sense? I'm asking the thread here. Yeah, uh, no, I'm asking the thread here, Zach. Tiger or Jack? Uh, um, In their absolute primes? Well, Tiger is the better golfer. That's not, uh, right. that's not up for debate. Yeah. But how good would Jack have been? Hold on. This is great. How good would Jack have been had he grown up in Tiger's era where he would have had access to a different level of technology? There's no doubt he's better, more fitness. I I, I get – and, again, you beat who's in front of you. You you beat who's in front of you. But I get so caught up a little bit on strength of field that I don't know what to do with so many of Jack's records. Because, look, he's the greatest winner at a high level in, in golf history. I mean, he has like 55 top threes or something in majors. But you're only beating, you know, consistently like five dudes. Like, So I don't know. Okay. That's the deal. Okay, so, he, so Jeffrey sends me a text that says, I obviously agree with this point. However, I would argue the exception to the rule is quarterback play. So Jeffrey's going to be surprised to hear what I'm about to say to both of you. I was watching, I was outside grilling the other night, and I had on the NFL Network, and they had this show with Belichick and uh, Tom Brady and Brett Favre and Chris Collinsworth, and I don't know who the hell it was. And they were talking about old quarterbacks, okay? And I think the quarterback they were talking about was Sammy Ball, okay? Yeah, sure. And they were showing his footage and they were talking about how his footwork was all crazy compared to today refined quarterback footwork because Sammy Ball didn't grow up in an era when he had, you know, quarterback country to refine his he just dropped back and threw the ball. <laughs> and the, but the point was Sammy Ball was still super effective and was a great quarterback and if you gave him the teaching today, he would have had refined footwork and would have been even that much better. And if you take that comparison all the way out and you made Peyton Manning a guy that was born in the 20s or the 30s or the 40s, his footwork might not have been as refined as it is today, but he still would have gotten the job done because he was a stud. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's a good point, too. I mean, Tiger doesn't get married and doesn't go through whatever. I mean, between that and some of the injuries (laughs) – well, I mean, it's, it's undefeated. I don't, he, I he's the biggest. I, I mean, like, and, and this is probably stealing from some other podcast. I listen to so many golf podcasts, but I mean, he's also like the biggest what if ever because I mean, you just take care of your body, and I mean, God knows what he would have done. Sure, he didn't win a major for eleven years. Yeah, that's forty-four majors. We we don't have as we don't have as much access to Jack, you know, from you know when he was coming up because he's older, but. I give the edge to Tiger because Tiger's got that Michael Jordan in him. He's got that Mike Tyson in him. He's got the, you know, insert dominant athlete here. He just has that that absolute cutthroat mentality to where he's just like, I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to beat you. And I just, Jack to me, you know, maybe he had that back in the day, but we, we just kind of see Jack as, you know, the ho-hum, like old golfer who was, the great one and then now you know tiger is just so just the his whole relationship with his father and how his father just basically mentored him 
to be so mentally tough. And there's that great Nike commercial where he talks about when his dad would try to screw with him when he would, you know, hit a tee shot. And he'd drop a bag in the middle of his backswing, and he, you know, Tiger would stop and turn around and look at him. And then he'd hit his tee shot, and then he'd kind of turn and look at his dad. And, you know, his dad said, you know, that look was him saying, like, now take that. And he said, you know, I told, I told Tiger, I said, you're never going to find anyone as mentally tough as you. And he said he never has and he never will. I believe that 1,000%. I mean, because until everything with the, you know, the, the divorce and all the injuries, I mean, he was untouchable on the golf course. To me, the fascinating... I mean, it, was, it, was not, it, was, it was 92 dream teams where people would get their ass beat by Tiger, and they're waiting on him at the clubhouse, guys that he played against to get an autograph. To, to me, the fascinating part of the whole Jordan dynamic is twofold. One, he doesn't make his high school team as a, as a sophomore. Doesn't make his high school team as a sophomore. Comes home crying to his mother. And then the second part is the adversity that he and the Bulls had to overcome when the when the Pistons beat them up. And, and he decided he had to weight yeah. train. And so people go, well, you know, Jordan, I mean, uh, you know, a modern day athlete would have been weight training. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but Jordan wasn't born in that era. So you can't judge him against that era. At the end of the day, Jordan was a stone cold killer. He was motivated. I mean, he was motivated by the fact that his father gave more attention to his big brother than him. He was motivated by the Mm -hmm. fact that, that, you know, the, 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 the Pistons, the Pistons were better than them. They were tougher than them. They were mentally tougher than them. And they got on that plane and left Detroit that day and said, we, we have to change something to be better. And then it went from there. I mean, everybody talks about the ELO shot, like the shot that he made over ELO and he pumps his fist and you see that this is this super competitive guy. But they didn't win a title that year. No. I mean, it's just to me – You want to t- – to me, that's what's so fascinating about it is just, is it's just the, the whole Jordan story. It's like we have this this thing with Jordan where as a culture we go, oh, dude never lost. Yes, he did. He it took abs- a while to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he absolutely lost, and he overcame loss. And, and then the gambling addiction and his dad died and whatever happened there, and there's a lot there. I mean, this I'll, I'll tell you uh-huh. what, man. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give ESPN credit. To, to put this thing out when they did is great. Like they're about to put out the, the Sosa McGuire thing next month, and that's going to be fun to watch. And uh, but this this They've apparently got a Kobe one too. Yeah, the Kobe one is going to be outstanding, I suspect. And I don't know. I'll give them credit. This Jordan thing has been terrific. I mean, to live up to the hype has been super hard, and they've done it. It's been it's been absolutely fantastic. And for me, the fun has been living it through the eyes of a thirteen year old boy who does not know anything about michael jordan and now he sees it and we have these conversations about jordan and it's really cool yeah zach uh enjoy yeah go ahead well i was gonna say my last thing was the the two kind of earth shattering moments is jordan deciding he had to weight train and then also jordan having to uh get over his love for adidas and go take that meeting with nike yeah how crazy the world would be Adidas was that big. If Mrs. Jordan doesn't say no, son, you're going to go take that visit. It's a different world. 
because Nike was just this little fringe company. Yeah, they were essentially just a track. A, a track <laughs> That's uh, all they were. They were just a track company. Damn. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State could be a household name. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your uh, salsa Taco all Bell, right. Mr. Barry. <laughs> all right. I'll see y'all later. See you, Zach. Right, later. Zachary Barry there. You want to open a package? Yeah, we'll open one more before we go. We'll do that right now. Are you in a hurry? No. no. Okay. We're just, I mean. This is from Billy's Pecans. I'm going to guess this is Billy's Pecans. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had Billy's Pecans? Yes. I've had Billy's Pecans. They're really good. We've had a lot of Billy's Pecans over the years. They used a lot of tape. It says, hey, Neil, thanks for all your support in the past. Here's something sweet that hopefully you can enjoy after one of your Peloton rides. Enjoy, Stacy and Bailey. That's very nice. They are uh, great people at Billy's Pecans. It's Billy's, B-I-L-L-I-E-S, pecans.com. I know they're not a current advertiser, but they're great people. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we have. Oh, we got one of these. Uh, we got a sampler. We got milk chocolate pecans, toasted pecans, oh, those are good. and the uh, cinnamon spiced pecans. We've had all those. Over oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> They're all really good. Over the years. If you guys uh, are looking for a, a, a gift, no joke. I mean, they're not they're not advertising with us now, so this is legitimate. Not that other advertising <laughs> isn't legitimate, but it's uh, <laughs> Billy's Pecans, and their products are just freaking fantastic. Their coffee cake, out of this world. Do one more. Oh, uh, you want to take a call, or what are we doing? I don't have a call at the moment. Oh, okay. Open, open a box. Someone says Chance is ready for bed. No, I'm, I'm... You okay? I'm good. We typically, our normal podcast, go around an hour and a half or hour and 40 minutes. I was just... Yeah. I, Jay went three hours the other night. Uh, this is... Uh, that's what she said. This is uh, Tech and Goods, North Las Vegas. Okay. It's an Amazon package. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Whale asked us this question. Peanuts or ham? It's a weird combination. <laughs> well, hold on. He said his family owns a peanut business in North Carolina. Let him know so he can hit the go button. It says peanuts or ham? I probably prefer peanuts to ham. You think so? I'm not a big ham person. We got a sip caddy. Okay. The cup holder for beer and wine. In the shower? Um, you like stick it to the... Always apply suction cup when surface is dry. Always test suction cup before each use and use it responsibly. So where are you going to put it? I don't know. Let me see it. You just never know what's going to happen here. Yeah, see, the picture has it like in the tub, up against the side of the the tub or the shower. So a post yard work. 
Yeah, while you're like hanging out in the in the, in the shower, you can stick it right there and. Oh yeah, the the, the lady in in the picture is uh, enjoying a glass of wine in the tub, and the man or woman is enjoying a a uh, quote shower beer. What's your favorite beer? Is it a post workout beer? Is it? I know you're not a big beer person. It would be after yard work. Post yard work, because the, there's a sense of accomplishment too. Yeah, that goes along with it too. Of where, where, where you feel like you kind of earn that tool belt a little bit. Of course, th- that, that that's the answer. A post yard work on a hot day shower beer is about as good as you can get. Truthfully, you've been out in the yard a couple hours, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're nasty. Can't be overly heavy. No, no, no. That, that, that's the only time that I like a Coors Light or a Miller Light or a Bud Light. Otherwise, I don't particularly like those beers. But if you offered me a Coors Light post-workout post in the shower beer, I'm in. Well, now you have a perfect way to... Yeah. I mean, make it all work at once. It's there, all Mr. getting better, Green. and I can get out and put on my hog hat, and I'm good. Got calls everywhere. Yeah, I figured we might. Yeah, I had it. Uh, I had it turned down right there for uh, for a minute. Who we got on the line? Hey, it's old Thomas Hope Tupelo. Thought that hey, was all. your number. Hey. How you doing, Thomas? <laughs> hey, Thomas. Hey, doing good. Hey, I've got a question. You know, I've been talking about all these, all these serious topics. I have one question, and this is directed at Neil. Okay. If Rudy Gobert does not do what he does with all the antics with licking the, you know, lockers and microphones yeah. and whatever, sure. Do you think? Do you think the sports world would have changed? Not not shut down, but would have reacted differently had he not been the complete asshole that he. Oh, it's a great question. It's a great question. So I I talked about this with both Tony Jones and Royce Young over the last month on Oxford Exxon podcast. If Rudy Gobert doesn't do what he did, if the Utah Jazz are not as hyper alert about coronavirus as they were, what happens differently? And it's it's a phenomenal topic. Oh, it's a great what if. If he doesn't do that, I don't think I don't because I, I so so far it's only been what three or four literally professional athletes that have been diagnosed with coronavirus. A little more than that, and, but but yeah, 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 not many. And so far, none of them. To our, to, to our knowledge, now let me tell you this: I've talked to a no, base, I've talked to a baseball person who said that there are about twenty major league baseball players who have had it, and we just haven't heard so, it. Really? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. So you, anyway, go ahead. You no, know, yeah, the numbers are way, you know, statistically they're way down. And so far, none of them have been hospitalized, and so the numbers indicate, as far as percentages, that for them, as you, and we, I've always thought, if you're a professional athlete, it's really not affecting you. So if he doesn't do what he does with the antics, I think sports are still playing right now. Oh, see, I don't know. So let's 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 play this out because it's a fast. This is really good. So if that doesn't if, – if he doesn't do that stupid stuff – now, he had symptoms, okay? Yeah. He, he had some symptoms, and the Jazz were – because of Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder, the coach of the Jazz, is from Seattle. 
and his sister is a nurse in Seattle who was hyper alert to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So the Jazz had been talking a lot about it in the weeks leading up to the Gobert game. But right. if you're right, if that doesn't happen, Gobert probably plays that night in Oklahoma City, the night of the Ole Miss Georgia game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who had it, plays that night. It is the way that that if you go back and look at the Jazz previous games, it's it stands to reason that a couple of the Thunder players would have gotten it. If you stretch that out, they would have passed it along to some other people. The NBA probably would have had something resembling a breakout, and I use that word carefully. Yeah. It, it's safe to say that Rudy Gobert shut down college basketball. No question. Now, that being said, that day, the day before, the SEC had announced, hey, we're closing down the locker rooms. The night of the Gobert thing, the SEC had said, hey, we're closing to fans. The Gobert thing pushed them over the edge. I think we would have still gotten to where we got. I don't think there would have been an NCAA tournament. Maybe we would have finished a few of the college tournaments. Maybe we would have gotten all the way to Selection Sunday, but I don't think we would have gotten far. Well, here's the next question is, so the Gobert thing pushed the sports calendar way up because of this. Do you think that might have also in, inspired the government to go, holy shit, we've got to shut everything down because now we have a professional athlete getting tested positive, and, and basically the NBA just shut down. I, think, I personally think when that happened, the government was like, oh, my God, what do we do? And they went into really panic mode and just shut everything down because of that one event. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say that one way or the other. I, I mean, obviously, from a sports perspective, you can you can look back at the at the go. I think at least one weekend of SEC baseball gets played. They yeah. get through that weekend. They or, finish or, conference or, tournaments. At least part of that weekend. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, LSU would have gotten in the bus and driven to Oxford. Sure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they would have played on Friday. Now Saturday's game, who we'll knows? See, but Sunday's game, even less. Who knows? And then after that, like if I don't know who almost was scheduled to play the week after LSU. I don't think it would. At A and M. I don't think that would have happened. Yeah. I think we were headed in. A, we, we had a crash. We were on a crash course, if you will. Oh, yeah. It was just a matter of having to be able to walk away from the scene of the crash at that point. So, you know, I agree. I, I, I was just curious what, what you guys thought about that because I thought the Randy Gobert thing really expedited how everything happened from that point forward. Hey, thanks for the call. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for the contribution. We really appreciate it very much. The Oxford Exxon podcast is also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. It specializes in on-site large event catering for up to 250 people and off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. One day we're going to get back to normal when we do. A lot of parties to catch up on, a lot of get-togethers that will need to take place, that will want to take place, wedding receptions, rehearsal dinners, graduation celebrations, and more. And the Iron Horse Grill is your answer to be able to enjoy that moment. It's a one-stop shop for beverage services for a 250 to 500-person wedding or even a 3,500-person gala. It's the largest beverage caterer in Mississippi. It can service the entire state. So call Sarah Black at 601-398-0151 for your catering needs and knock that off your worry list. Let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. 
Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. We've been telling you about this is an incredibly strange time. We're all living in millions of us all over the world have been impacted by these unusual events. And the Dead Soxy team hasn't been immune to that situation either. Uh, they've uh, faced some tough choices. And what they've done is instead of cutting costs and jobs, they're thinking about things a little differently. They want to keep their team intact, paid, and employed. And they need your help to make it happen. In the spirit of people helping people, they've decided to run a first-of-its-kind support sale. They have slashed their prices site-wide, $6, $9, $11 a pair. They'd rather you get their socks discounted so they can keep paying their team rather than worrying about margins at times like this. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with a Nest and Wild mattress. It's a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress, but not Nest and Wild. Everyone is 12 inches thick. They're all American-made, and it's a uh, fantastic deal because we're throwing in a podcast discount. Go to nestandwild.com, order your mattress, enter the podcast code REBEL20, that's REBEL20, get 20% off your purchase. Your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. Brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle Trust provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. Cookie-cutter financial planners put you in a box. Pinnacle Trust builds a box just for you. To learn more, go to Pintrust.com. That's P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. Been with us a long time. We'd appreciate you staying uh, loyal to them as well here in these weird times. You're in a, you want a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is where you need to head. It's Grenada Grenada Nissan USA.com. Have we tried uh, those granite whiskey stones? You want? I just like the big ice cubes because I, I like it to yeah. kind of water down I'm just the same a touch. Way. That's yeah. my. Uh, I'm the same way. That's my. That's my thing. I, I don't tinker with too much. And, and, and at this point, I really don't drink a lot on the rocks, frankly. So I don't. I don't, I don't use them a whole lot. It, it it does bear repeating. I know we have a caller. Hang on, real quick. It does bear repeating that the Jazz were the one franchise in the NBA, ironically, that was most focused on coronavirus before it happened and yet that they were completely locked in on it they were having meetings and all sorts of stuff and rudy gobert was the one player on their roster who was sort of flippant about it and he's from france he'd had relatives who had been over from france and, and that's how he got it it's an honest conversation with several members of the utah jazz would be fascinating today who's, who's online hey guys it's ali Allie, what's up? How are you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Oh, uh, we're good. We're good. I uh, looking at the. 
I conversed with your husband the other day. He told me that that, that you uh, you hopefully would be would be calling in soon. So I'm glad to hear from you. Yes, he talked me into it. Have you tried that wine, or have you been able to find it? Uh, I have not looked for it yet, but I have saved our uh, text conversation, so I've I've got it on my phone. The next time that I go to uh, my favorite store, what is it? Uh, now that you put me on the spot like that, Allie, what is it? <laughs> It's um, Cooper and Thief Cabernet. Oh, yes, yes. The Cooper and Thief Red Blend is really good, but the Cabernet is excellent. So I've had the Red Blend before. I've not had the Cabernet, so I'm going to try the Cabernet. Did you like the Red Blend? I did. It was good. Yeah, it was um, It was a little different because it had a little different, I don't know, it had a little different flavor profile to it. Does that make sense? The vanilla? Yeah, maybe a little bit. It had it was, it, I expected something different, and it, it was a little sweeter than I thought it would be. I would say that the cab is probably a little less sweeter. Okay, good. Then less I pro- sweet. I probably would like that more than the, than the blend then. Yeah. Well, we were just looking at the bear schedule, and we like to go in December, and I think we're going to go see the Texans and see Laramie versus Khalil. Oh, that'd be a good game. I just, I just hope that they let you in and that you get to go. That would be awesome. We were talking at the beginning of the show. Uh, we saw the the Bears schedule came out, and uh, the Bears play in Nashville, November the eighth, against the uh, the Titans. And I told Carson, I said, if if you know if, if the game goes on as scheduled and they let fans in, we're going. Period. Yeah, we're count. We're counting on it. I'm counting on schedule starting as normal. I, NFL has a chance for things to start on to start normally. I I, I really with, do think with that. fans mm-hmm. because she, two she, teams. She's got a little while though. Two teams I can think of: the Bears and the Dolphins have already said, "Hey, we're going to socially distance this thing," like to the one fourth of regular attendance. I'm, I'm hoping by December it will be on schedule, but. We bought season tickets this year, so I have a husband who will be very upset if Ole Miss doesn't get to play in the fall. We will too, Allie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> us too, Allie. I I, I think Ole Miss plays in the fall. I don't. My gut feeling is they don't start on time, and that attendance is phased in. And I hope to hell I'm wrong. So, yeah. so anybody. So you and, and your husband and everybody understand, I hope that I'm totally wrong. I hope that players show up in, on July the 1st and they have two months of training and they play at Baylor against Baylor in Houston and that fans are in the stands. That would nothing – I literally can't think of four things on earth that would make me happier than that right now. That would be awesome. But well, we, if you made me bet on it, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm ready to go that far. We are planning on going to Houston as well, so that leads me to a very important question. Have you texted Lane about that depth chart yet? Uh, I have. I've texted Lane about the depth chart. He has failed to respond, which tells me that, in his words, there is no depth chart. It's not even written in sand. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. (laughs) No, just keep texting. I hear that they like that. If you just keep texting yourself over and over again, that they'll respond. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's I'll, what the rumor on the street is. I'll try that, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, bear down, and I'll talk to you all later. Yeah, bear down. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Allie. <laughs>
What are you drinking now? What do you have? Uh, it's a Quest. It's a it's a red wine. It's a, it's a red blend. It's good. It's a red blend. Yeah. <laughs> My tongue's getting a little numb, but it's okay. Yeah, you're all. Are you drink three? I've had a lot. I don't know. Okay, Mr. Ride, how are you? Uh, good. I would also like to submit another beer uh, submission. Sure. Sure. My beer submission would be, and I think both of you would agree with this, the way that a beer tastes at a baseball game with a hot dog. You cannot recreate it. Uh, the beer tastes better. The hot dog tastes better. When you are at a live Major League Baseball game, it's about as good as it gets. And that's completely atmosphere-based because it's not like their draft's better than anybody else's draft. No question. Yeah. I mean, and I think – but, I mean, would you also argue – and for the most part, stadium hot dogs suck. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, if you were to yeah, take a stadium hot dog and have it in your living room, you'd be like, this sucks. But no, because they're like, they're mass produced, they're like mass boiled in water. Like, you can't explain it. But I would also argue it's the same situation when you're saying post yard work. And I'm not, I'm not crapping on that beer. Right, sure. No, about of course. The atmosphere. It's the moment. Because in the end, how, how is that Bud Light taste? How is that Bud Light in the bottle? tasting any different than when you go to any other Bud Light in a bottle. Of course. No, but if you've been out in 100 degree heat for two hours and you step in the shower and you're like washing the grime off, it tastes great. Of course. Uh, there, there's no question. And there's something about that beer also feels like an accomplishment beer. Because yeah, of course. No matter how, no matter how, you know, yard work, okay, hey, it's something we all have to do. Uh, weirdly, I actually, I don't mind mowing grass. Now, Pulling pulling weeds and like that kind of yard work that that ain't for me. But there's something about maybe it's because of our line of work, especially now when we're having to be really creative. There is something mind numbing about just trying to stay within the lines, and you know, there's like a sense of accomplishment at the end, and you also get to see it's like okay, you get to look at how you did, and so there's an element of you don't get to drink that beer until you're done. And so there is a sense of accomplishment. I, I, I guess that's why I would say the baseball beer for me is in a different category because you didn't accomplish anything. If anything, like that's the ultimate participation trophy beer. In fact, not only did you probably overpay for your seat, you definitely overpaid for your beer. It's a little bit of a middle game. Then you have to make it be better than it is. I'm trying to think what else, like, what is in that category of, because normally, normally for me, when I overpay for a drink, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just me, but when I overpay for a drink, I am overly critical of it, but at, in the same, like, this doesn't hold true at a NBA game or a NFL game, uh, the beer doesn't taste better to me, but it is something about, maybe it's because you're outside and maybe... Baseball has a unique charm live that maybe other sports don't. But to me, I can't think of any other time when I overpay for something that I go, God, that was worth it. And that tastes amazing. I guess there are, I've had meals where I've tried to convince myself they were worth the money. Now that we talk about it, you know what I mean? Like you have that you have that meal and you go, hey, that that price is too much. But I'm going to tell myself it was one of the best ten meals I've ever had, knowing full damn well it absolutely was not. Oh, you mean like when we went to Root in 2014? <sighs> yeah, that one. I, okay, Neil's been to Root too. It was really good when he with him that night. 
I, and by the way, this is not this is not an attack of Neil. Neil was not the only person that told us to go to Ruth. Well, there I, were no fewer than fifteen people that told. No, us to this go to was Ruth. my fault because I kept celebrating it, and looking back, I didn't even really remember much of that meal at all. So it was like, yeah, I, my, my my taste buds were completely so killed by that point. You made me pay sixty five dollars for Taco Bell. Because Taco Bell tastes pretty damn good when I'm drunk too. No, no, no. They had that. They, they had that chicken that was excellent at Root that night. The wings. The wings Remember were the wings. great. Yeah, it was the wings. But we. But, but you're right. We had like five courses, and we remember the wings. So that's a good point. That's yeah, fair. It, but I, I do understand. It, there's also maybe I guess that mind trick of the restaurant that makes every list, and you want to believe it's great. Where you know, like, and you're confused the entire meal. You're like, wait a minute, I thought this was supposed to be amazing, and it's not. And there's that like weird confusion. So you maybe try to mind trick yourself. You try to mind trick yourself and tell yourself this is great. Whereas I just go, I can't wait to tell everyone how much this place sucks. How's uh, how's Aaliyah handling all the indecision, everything going on? As we're in May now. You know what? We've turned a corner. Okay. Um, yeah, I tell you what, we, we looked at the film, uh, we reviewed the film and, uh, we understand that even though we had a really good plan, we did, we had a really good plan. Want to make sure we had a really good plan. Um, we, we decided, you know what, maybe that wasn't what our, our talent base was, uh, best equipped to run. And so now we have secured a plan B. So that's a big win. Um, but I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if you've been seeing this. This is hot in the streets, Chase. Drive-through weddings. Got to tell you, um, they're speaking to me because you get a parade of cars honking their horn and giving you a big thumbs up. So, you know, that's something to look into. The liquor bill would be much cheaper. The liquor bill would be much cheaper, and I guess the one bright spot of this all. And I, I gave the shout out today on the beer garden, but I would like to also give the shout out as well here because I know uh, Community Mortgage with Jason Lowe is a proud sponsor uh, of MPW Digital Programs. The one good thing is that I'm not going to have to sell my body in order to make that down payment. So thumbs up there. Also, I, I, I can't thank Jason enough for his patience with us during the process. YouTube us know this has not been uh, an easy, quick process, and uh, you know he has been patient. He has stuck with us, and if you're looking to if you're looking to buy a home in this wonderful financial climate that all of us are existing in, there's no better time. Listen, buy low, sell high. Um, that's where I would go for my mortgage. That's where I went. Last thing, because I assume you have an opinion where you fall on the Tiger Jack thing. Before I let you go. Uh, well, no, we, we have to get in, we have, this will be your last question. This won't be mine. Uh, I want to get back into this. I want to get back into the, uh, quarterback point. Okay. Uh, I think, I think this is where I fall. Cause I wholeheartedly agree with Neil's point. If you are a great player, I think everyone to an extent is a product of his time. I think Tiger's ceiling is a level that has never been reached and will never probably be reached again. I think, I think that seems reasonable to say. With that being said, you can't discount the fact that 
Jack wins not only 18 majors, finishes second 19 times, and finishes third 17 times. And there's something to be said about it, you know. He, of course, he doesn't have the wins by the totals that Tiger does. But, you know, I, I think in the end, I think the Tiger fanboys, and I'm in this weird mix of where I spent my entire childhood rooting against Tiger, and then I realized when Tiger went away, oh, my God, this sucks. Like, who the hell wants to watch this? And I love golf. Who the hell wants to watch this? Well, and you had this, you had this weird appreciation for him now. And now, I mean, I, I am, I am rooting harder for my guy than ever. And it's weird. Like it's also to the point of where, I mean, I spent my whole life rooting for Phil and now weirdly in 2020, I'm a tiger guy and I'm just sick of Phil and, and his whole act and the antics. And it is, it is that weird dichotomy of sports that I think is actually fun. It's where you realize, so much of your rooting interest is just based on emotion. And if you're someone that roots for the underdog or if you're just someone that roots for greatness, but let's not act like the fields were probably deeper one through 100 when tiger played. But I mean, let's not act like the tiger went up against. Uh, okay. Let's think who are the, other best players. Well, no, Tiger see, you're making a good point. Actually, I don't want to get too far down in the weeds because only golf people are really going to give a shit about this. But the, when Tiger was really at his his prime, golf was kind of bad. It was not like today by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about still some Ernie and some VJ and some Phil and that kind of thing. But I mean, you look at the whole the whole lot of it. I mean, look at those Ryder Cup teams. Golf was in a lull during that period. Well, the other. In my opinion, the other factor that makes it complicated is the game completely changed in 99 and 2000 because the solid core golf ball came into play. And so now these guys that were just hit it as, uh, you know, swing as hard as I can and hit it as far as I can, there's a reason why Phil Mickelson's majors all come after the year 2000 and they come after the Pro V1 entered the marketplace. It's because the ball didn't spin as much, and so these guys that would just launch it and not really care about where it went, the ball went straighter. And so now these guys had an advantage. It's also why Kenny Perry uh, was able to have the late career surge that he did. It's also, by the flip side, the reason why a guy like Justin Leonard, a guy that when you look at his career before 1999, that's about one of the most accomplished golfers you could probably ever have. Like, you look at him from his amateur career, his junior career, wins a major before 25, uh, wins the players. Then 1999 comes in, and him hitting that little low draw, that doesn't work anymore, and now he's, the game has completely passed him by. He wasn't able to adjust. It's, it's, a, it's a weird argument to have because technology took a leap in a fashion that we haven't really seen throughout history. Like normally technology just kind of develops at a steady pace that changed everything. And Tiger was actually one of the first people that adjusted the ball. But that for me, the biggest, the biggest problem with the argument is, okay, Ernie, VJ, I'm trying to think of the best players that Tiger went up against. Uh, Phil, and that's really about it, right? Yeah, you're not missing any like, oh wow, whatever. 
okay, now put that up against who Jack went up against in his career. Uh, Arnold Palmer in his prime. Uh, he went up against Gary Player in his prime. Tom Weiskopf, who was like the predecessor to John Daly, like the ultimate talent that just, you know, alcohol just ruined his career. Tom Watson, one of the greatest, like, ball strikers of all time. Uh, Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller, who actually, Johnny Miller's run, like, Johnny Miller's peak. Like, if you want to see who is the best player at his peak, Johnny Miller isn't quite at Jack and Tiger because he couldn't putt like the other two could, but he's very much, like, in that next tier. And, uh, you know, number 97 when Tiger played is probably better than number 97 when Jack played. But I hate the argument of, well, the, the, the depth of field is so much different. It's actually like when we do the whole LeBron-Michael thing, as someone who his very first basketball – or second, second basketball jersey. A first basketball jersey was the Orlando Magic pinstripe number one. What up, Penny? Uh, 901 represent, y'all. Uh, love my Tigers. And the number two jersey I have was number 23, Michael Jordan. But Michael did not beat, in my opinion, any team in its prime as the championship contender. Like, you look at it, even the Jazz teams that had great players, all those guys were on the back nine, if you will. And when he beat the Pistons, that was the tail end of the Pistons. When he beat the Lakers, it was the tail end of that version of the Lakers. The Sonics never really had, like, a peak. Um, I, I do think there's an element of didn't beat the best team. And while LeBron has obvious flaws, Michael didn't beat anyone like like LeBron did with that 73-win Warriors teams. I guess the one thing that I would say is it's kind of like it's kind of like my argument with Chase and tennis. While we both love Federer, I do have a hangout by just proclaiming Federer to be the best because Federer did have a window where there was no Nadal, there's no Djokovic, there was no other elite type player. Whereas Djokovic and Nadal do not have a period in their life where Roger Federer did. Yeah, yeah. Like there is kind of a there like I do think you kinda of have to wait everything. But now I want to get into the conversation that I would like to talk about, and this is about quarterback play. Okay. And I I heard Neil's opinion on Sammy Ball, and I do think I do think from the opinion of Sammy Ball is an elite athlete that could throw the football. He probably would have been a pretty good quarterback in any era. I would also like to make the argument in nineteen twenty Peyton Manning at 6'5", 245 pounds, and runs like a wounded gazelle on the Serengeti, they were putting his ass at left tackle. That guy never plays quarterback. Like, that's how the game has changed. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's making the argument more complicated than it has to be. You know what I mean? I mean, I, mean, I, I know what you're saying. Okay, so, okay, so let's, let's, let's dismiss that. My point is, take a guy like Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw was a guy that played with elite defenses and took 15 to 16 shots a game, barely completed 50% of his passes, and played largely against defenses that were barely, you know, 
when the when Bud Phillips introduced the A gap blitz, that was considered innovative. I don't think Terry Bradshaw would do great when you have nine different versions of zone coverage, ten different versions of man, fifteen versions of combo coverage. Like I do think that is the one position where the argument falls flat because the position has changed as football got better coached. Like look at look at it from this perspective. In terms of how basketball has innovated, and to Neil's point of why you can't really compare errors in basketball, most of the evolutions in basketball have been from a strategy perspective. And what I mean by that is when we're watching the last dance, how amazing is it to watch guys take 17 footers and just go, God, that was, that was awesome. Well, that shot doesn't exist anymore. It's now threes or easy twos and no one's Mm -hmm. taking that 17 footer because while it's an impressive shot when you guy when you watch a guy make it, it's a fairly low percentage shot that is only valued at two points. So the the statistics and the the metrics changed everything to become three point shooting. In baseball, look at how the game has changed. Where remember stolen bases in Major League Baseball? Remember how fun those were? Remember when you had guys that would you know swipe forty bags a year? Like that was fun. Now no one steals because it's actually a fairly low percentage play. And on top of that, no one hits for average anymore. Everything is drop and drive, and everything is about, you know, power pitching and power hitting because that's how you score. My point being is that in terms of in terms of the way that those two games changed, it was more of a strategy change than a fundamental change of the quarterback position where you started to now have, you know, five reads, uh, you know, you had certain plays that a play would be called and the play would be run one way if the defense lined up in zone and the play would be run another way if it would be lined up in man. It changed the position to somewhat of a blend of pitcher in terms of, you know, uh, feel, pinpoint accuracy, and also just like gut player, in that sometimes you just got to trust it and hope that it's right and let it fly. And it made the position to where I just don't think you can get away with being the guy that was just the best athlete. Like, I actually think Blake, Blake Bortles would probably have been a better quarterback in 1950 than he is today because in the end, Blake Bortles is just kind of a sprint out guy. One read, if it's not there, Blake Bortles can run and you you can get away with that. The NFL innovated by saying, all right, fine. If you want to do that, uh, here's a linebacker that's six foot five, 265 pounds. He has been eating steroids for the last five years and he runs a four two. Now try to take off and run. I just I think it's the one position that has actually changed in terms of sports. Yeah, no, I I get that. Yeah, it's completely it, it is completely different. We'll see what uh what is uh what is next as uh as well, Mr. McCarty. You all right? Yeah, yeah. No, just listen, by the way, listen to the beer guard. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yep. I was right, I was just 
People are crazy. <clears throat> oh, God. You all right over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay. Just make a check. I, just, I got text messages. I'm just laughing. I'm sorry. Big say you were kind of in the... <laughs> In your world a little bit there. Yeah, well, my phone blew up. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Um, uh, you want to unbox one? You want to do one more? Uh, we've got two more, so we might as well open okay. them. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm not sure which end to cut here, so I'm just going to cut. Is it Amazon? What in the world? It is a Carly. It's made in China. Okay. We should test for the virus. We should be careful. I don't know what this is. Here's to be a wig. A wig? Let's see. It appears to be like a... It's a... Uh, like a... 1770s kind of yeah i was gonna say it kind of has a george washington feel to it like parliament it's a uh liner wig cap breathable stretch fabric appropriate length i'm looking to see if there's a note there does not appear to be a note no note no note uh i'll i'll what the hell? You'll wear the, the, the wig. For people just on the podcast, it is, yeah, it's some sort of like Alexander Hamilton, George Washington kind of deal. You get to kind of style it a little bit. You got a little bit of a, got a little bit of a weird, weird thing working there. Do I not have it right? Oh, it's fine. I can't tell if you're like George Washington, 1770, or like gray-haired Alabama redneck mullet guy, like one of the other. Uh, George it, Washington. It's more of a Washington sort of a thing. Yeah, there's a little bit of a swoop going on here. Yeah, let me see if there's a better way to put this on. You you had it on right. Yeah, I think you, you, I think you, I did. Yeah, we just we just need to comb it out a little bit. We need to get it get it styled a little bit. It's rocking. You like that? Will it fit with the Houston nut hat? Only one way to only one way to find out. Eh. What's the netting you got on your hair, your your hat over there? The side of your hat has like black netting on it, right hand side, down by the bill. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. It, it's oh, it's gone. It's right now. That's better. It works. I don't know what we're going to do with all this stuff, but. Woo pig. Okay, woo pig. 
You think George Washington would have been an Arkansas fan? He would have been a Virginia fan, right? Because he was from Virginia. He and Thomas Jefferson, big Cavaliers. Would they probably. have been big Cavaliers fans? Yeah, probably big Cavaliers. I, we can't really auction it for multiple reasons. That doesn't – That I mean, some stuff we could give away, but not this. I mean, it's already been on Neil's head. Yeah. Corona and whatnot. That yeah, exactly. Really be a, in, in today's <laughs> COVID environment. That wouldn't be a thing right now. Getting some sort of something where we just have props and shelves and stuff is probably not the worst idea. People want us to call the hogs. Go ahead. Should I get Campbell to come down and call the hogs? I don't think she'll do it. I'll ask her. Do you? I don't think she will. I don't either. Uh, I'll ask. He's texting currently for those not uh, not following. How are you phrasing this? Uh, will you come down and call the hogs on our podcast? She's going to be like, oh, my God, I hate you. We've got $35 uh, in the super chat so far if she does it. I tell her is there's she can have the $35? Oh, hold on. We have a problem. What's the problem? The stream just cut out. Oh, it's not good. Isn't that weird? Oh, it went offline. It's back. Okay. There's $35 in it for you. Oh, yeah. It's like pretty low right now. That's weird, isn't it? It was it's, cruising. It's, it's been no problems all night. And right now, we're 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 struggling. All right. Well, I asked her if she'd come down. She's dot, dot, dotting me. Okay. It's going to be a no. Yeah, I think she's going to tell me, uh, hell no, Dad. You're an idiot. No. And then she's going to come out and see this wig on me and she's going to be like, how much have you had to drink? We're at $45. I'm going to tell her this $45. Oh, she's on her way. She said okay? Yep. I would have lost that bet. She's going to come down. So uh, my daughter Campbell, who is finished her freshman year at Arkansas yesterday with her microeconomics exam. She's been an A, by the way, in microeconomics. Campbell finished her freshman year at Arkansas with about a 3.6. Pretty good. Pretty good. She is. Uh, she's going to come down and uh, and and call the vol. Call the hogs. Call the vols, huh? Call the hogs. Okay. Be nice. Uh, she's enjoyed her freshman year immensely. Twenty more on it. She has enjoyed her uh, her her year a lot, and uh, she's going to come down and call the call the hogs. I'll get her to put on the Arkansas hat. And uh, yeah. Oh, she's going to put the hat on. I'll, I'll get her to put the hat on. I, I don't think she minds. She she she's had a great year. She had a great year at Arkansas. Um, our our other daughter. Caroline is down to Ole Miss and Arkansas pretty much. Mississippi State has been eliminated. I think if you told Caroline that she could know some dance answers, that she would be, it'd be easier to make a decision. If she had an automatic yes on Rebel S, it'd be done, right? She'd go to Ole Miss. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's $45 in it for you. You're not going to get it immediately, but you're going to get it. She said, so, hang on, there's $45 yeah, in this? And yeah. we said yes. So, because we have it on Super Chat. We have it yeah. on Super Chat. Just come down. Come down where you can people can see you. Well, just here. You're going to get on your knees. There okay. They'll be able to see you in a minute. We're a yeah, little late. It's a little lag. They'll they'll yeah, pick it up. See, there's twenty five additional dollars right there. It's so all yours. Sixty dollars. <laughs> Y'all keep sending in. <laughs> yeah, keep sending in the money. She's a capitalist. <laughs> all right, so look in there and call the hogs. Uh, yes. Yeah, Just talking to the microphone. Perfectly normal. Just trust yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be twenty seconds later. So, no, put the hat on. Why? Because that's. That is the deal. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, do it. Woo, pig, suey. Woo, pig, suey. Woo, pig, suey. Razorbacks. Thank you, Campbell. It was very, very good. <laughs> how many? How many? Seventy-five dollars. How many? Uh, how many games did Arkansas win last season? Come come back down and talk to us. Arkansas Arkansas won how many games? Two. How many SEC games did Arkansas win? None. None. So they lost to everyone in the SEC that they played? Yes. So how many Arkansas football games did you go to? Two. You went to one in you went to one in <laughs> You went to one in Arkansas, you went to one in Oxford and you went to one in Dallas. Did you go to a single game in Fayetteville? I went for 10 minutes of one. And your dorm room overlooked Reynolds Razorback Stadium, is that correct? Yes. If this COVID thing goes away and you get to go to games, no matter how shitty the Razorbacks are next season, how many games will you go to? Wait, what? If I... if, if this COVID thing Makes it where you can go to games. Enjoy some Hugos. Yeah, Leif says enjoy some Hugos. If you get to go to games, no matter how bad the Razorbacks are or are not, how many football games will you go to next season if they allow students in the stands? Um, probably, honestly, it gets really hot, so once it starts to cool down, I'll go to the, I'll go to the one in Dallas, too. The, the best answer would be you'd go to all the games because oh, – yeah, I know. That's it's an Arkansas hat. It's got, <laughs> it's it's got a hog hat on. It's a Houston nut. Are you? Do you know who Houston nut is? Yes. Okay, so Houston nut hated your dad uh, with a passion that would burn <laughs> sons. Uh, so he he wore that kind of hat. He wore an Ole Miss hat like that, and so it's become kind of a running joke. Well, he'd wear an an Arkansas hat like that too. Yeah, when he was at day. Arkansas, he wore that hat. Anything else for Campbell while she's here? That's it. Thank you. Love Sorry, you. you. You can have the money. The money is yours tonight. You got it. It's going to be a little while before you get it, but it will be yours. Okay. Love you. I'm impressed. I was not, I was not expecting a, a, a yes there. She saw dollar bills and went, yeah, hey, yeah. I, can, I can sacrifice 45 seconds here. I've raised a, ha a house full of capitalists, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think that's exactly what that uh what that was.
Yeah, I mean, Campbell's that kid that is like a lot of college kids out there. Frankly, she represents – I'm glad you guys got to see that because she represents so many college kids, whether it's Ole Miss or LSU or Arkansas or Auburn or whatever. Man, they just want to go back in August. They want to go back and see their friends, and, and uh, they miss their friends. I mean, she misses her friends. Her friends came down. Her birthday was this past Friday. And uh, some of her friends surprised her, and it was awesome. It was so cool. And, and so, yeah, I just – I don't know, man. I mean, no, no joke, seriously. This is about all sports. This, this coming season – I mean, I know we all have our favorites and we all joke about stuff, but I just want sports to be played. Like, if you told me Arkansas played Texas A&M right now, I would just be like, hey, don't let any kids get hurt. Let's have a game. Does that make sense? Well, of course, yes, I just, absolutely. I just, I just want us to play the game. I mean, I, I'm for everybody. I'm, I'm literally for everybody. It would be like, it might be the most cool season ever if we have a, a, a season. I don't wear the stupid wig and stuff, but if you told me that we could have a season and I get to watch Auburn play Tennessee, I'd be like so in. I just don't want anybody to get hurt. Let's have a let's have a fun season. Let everybody go to the games. I've, I've talked about that that Ole Miss Arkansas game in Fayetteville, and obviously she goes to Arkansas, and she grew up in, in Oxford. She has a bunch of friends at Ole Miss, and blah blah blah. Does it really matter? Fifteen years from now, who cares who won who won the game? If we get to play that game, let the best team win. Whatever. Let nobody get hurt. Let both teams get through the game and get back to the locker room and get their post game meal and stuff and go on with their lives. We get to have the game in. It's from one of our, one of our earlier calls. I think it was Marv, maybe. I, I do think for a little while we're going to have almost kind of a, maybe even more so, because, I mean, really, it's, it's everybody involved with this completely around the world. Kind of that 9-11 feel afterward. You know what I mean? There was that a little more sense of community, a little yeah. more camaraderie, that, that, of course. that, that different thing of – of course, you know, like I, somebody sent to me a couple of days ago that that poem that's been going around about like twenty twenty hindsight of hey, there is some things that we're we're doing better during this. I yeah, mean, humanity's sure a little more palatable at the moment. Of course, so. I mean seriously, the night before Ole Miss Arkansas, if they get to play in Fayetteville and fans get to go to the games, and everybody gets to go to Dixon Street, I mean, think about this for a minute. Everybody gets to go to Dixon Street and pick their favorite pub, and everybody gets to have a, a whiskey or a beer or whatever. And there's a sense of community, whether you're for the Hogs or for the Rebels or for the Tigers or the Crimson Tide or the whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Where we all just sit there and go, "How cool would this be?" It means we beat it, we survived it, we got past it. And the next day, we all go to the games, and we cheer for our team, and we yell our cheers and all that stuff or whatnot. In our case, we get shut down, and we have a Zoom call. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I mean, the truth is we would just be so thrilled. And I know it passes in time, and a year later, we'd all hate each other. When Arkansas came here, we'd all – Eventually, know, it gets desensitized. Yeah, back, we, but. exactly. But this next season? Oh, I think if you tell me we have a season – and that fans get to go to the games, I think there's a sense of community that we've missed for a long time. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy, but I do. No, no, no. I, I think you're right. I think it's in everything. I think for a little while at least, people are going to be nicer. Going to have more. I mean, you're seeing that now. I mean, I was. It's in my neighborhood. I mean, I was driving your neighborhood. I mean, there's people outside. It's kids playing. It's people sitting social distanced apart on driveways. Yeah. Just talking. I mean, you're you're getting. You're getting a little different thing here. I mean, the, the the screens are being put down a little more right now. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I told Carson, if, if the, you know, lifelong Bears fans, if the Bears play in Nashville on November the 8th, which is six days before Ole Miss and Arkansas are supposed to play in Fayetteville, if that game happens and fans are allowed, we'll go. And his attitude was perfect mm-hmm. to his credit. I mean, he's a, quote, Bears fan, end quote. But if the Bears suck, we'll go watch A.J., he knows who AJ is. He's like, who had a better? His exact question was, who had a better rookie year, AJ Brown or DJ Met, or DK Metcalf? And I was like, I don't know, about the same. We go watch AJ, which is kind of the perfect, to his credit, kind of the perfect attitude. Hey, if the Bears win, super. If the Bears lose to the Titans, and then AJ won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, does it matter? We got to what we got to go see a game. The game ends at three fifteen. We'll drive back to Oxford and we'll get back at seven thirty, eight o'clock, and I'll probably put up a message board post that goes, "Hey, I'll put up ten weekend thoughts tomorrow." Yeah. And everybody will go, "Hey, cool. How was the game?" Yeah. When a, a, a couple years earlier, it'd have been like, "No, I, I want ten weekend thoughts." They would have been like, "How was the game?" The game was awesome. We got a chance to see it, and you know, the Titans won. 27 to 20 and Trubisky sucked and AJ called a touchdown pass and life is good. And he goes and I I get him a Titans jersey and I just think that's kind of what's missing. We're all just like, you know, like Trent Rosencrantz is coming on the Oxford Exxon podcast. I'm taping him on Monday morning and one of the things that he and I are going to talk about. Yeah, he covers the Reds for the Athletic and one of the things we're going to talk about is how Carson and I were going to go to Cincinnati in June, we're going to go to the four-game series between the, the Cubs and the Reds. We're going to go to all four games. And we went, was it two years ago? And we loved it. It was so much fun. We, we loved Cincinnati. And Carson was so excited about going back to Cincinnati. And, you know, that's what's missing is, you know, we went to that series two years ago and the Reds swept the Cubs. The Reds, the Reds won all four games. And yet what he loved about that trip was there was a pool table in the lobby of our hotel and we played pool and he loved some of the restaurants in the um, restaurants, I should say restaurants in the uh, over the Rhine area of, mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. We were going to go to uh, the Eagle, which had fried chicken and there was a Mexican restaurant and there was a donut place. And he was super excited about all the food and we were going to go see the Reds and the Cubs. And it, one of his favorite Cubs is Pedro Strope, who's now on the Reds team, and we were gonna, we were just going to see the games. It was going to be kind of fun. The Reds had kind of become his third favorite team behind the Cubs and the Angels because of Joe Madden and and the Reds, and so it was just going to be fun. And, and we were going to talk to Trent. I'm, I'm still going to talk to Trent about that, about how cool that Cincinnati, the city is from a, you know, that ballpark is kind of neat, it's kind of intimate. That's a good park. Yeah, it's yeah. a great park, and and so you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of rambling, but. That's the cool part about it. We got another one more one more box, don't we? Uh yeah. This box is from uh Fanatics Authentic. Oh, so we have some sort of uh sports gear then. That is my guess. 
opened it. I opened it upside down. What do we have? We have Still a helmet. Like, it appears that we have some sort of a helmet. Well, we asked for helmets. Oh, 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 oh. oh my, my God. God. Seriously? Goodness. We saved the very best for last. Look at this. What a win. An Iowa Hawkeyes helmet. That is good. Gorgeous. Look at that. Look at that. That is a good How looking How beautiful helmet. is that helmet? If that doesn't stir your loins, I don't know what does. That's a pretty helmet. It is a, it's very glossy. It's I can't put it on just yet because I'm gonna have to unscrew the uh the little protective thing here. Oh, it's got one of those in it too? Yeah. That is going on the. Uh, that's going on the book. Going on the shelf over here. That is look. How pretty is that? I mean, in all seriousness, are there five better helmets in college football than this? And how much would you like to see an Iowa helmet right now on a football field? I, I would love to watch the Hawkeyes run the I formation seventy eight. <laughs> I times mean, no, no doubt, right? That's the great thing about it. When it all comes back, we're going to appreciate it in ways that we never did before. That is fantastic. That's really good. I'll put it on my head, but it's got this Chase can vouch for this. It's got yeah. this protective thing. Oh, don't break it, Mr. McCready. I didn't break it, but I pushed it forward so that I could wear it. It's going to be hard talking to the microphone because you seriously can't get it to the... I'm right here. Can you hear me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Hawkeyes. You're you're very Midwestern right now. We have an we have an Iowa hat on. We have a Trubisky jersey. Yeah. We got all sorts of stuff going on over, over 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 here. I feel very Midwestern. They want Carson now. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. It's good. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll it'll be a constant prop. I feel as we move forward here. Right, we have. This is great. Who would have thought I'd get an Iowa Hawkeyes helmet? This is awesome. That's good. I, I kind of hate we saved that for the very end. I know. Uh, I could have done the whole show like this. You said open the big box. We opened the wrong big box first. We had two big boxes. <laughs> Oh, I can get Carson to come down. I don't know what y'all want me to ask him, but I can I can bring him down. Let's see. I'll I'll tell him to come down carefully. Campbell's excited about the money, by the way. What are we doing now? Um, they're asking for Carson, so I'm seeing if he can come down to my office. 
I don't know what they want from him, but maybe they want him to put on the Arkansas uh, hat. Yeah, Carson's a Northwestern fan as it pertains to Big Ten. Northwestern at least competitive. Like you get some. It's not like Vanderbilt. I mean, you get bowl games. There's stuff. I mean, it's yeah. They're gonna they're gonna tear your heart out too at some point. Didn't they play in a bowl game this last year? Well, they're usually in bowl I know games. Iowa won the Holiday Bowl, right? Dude, I. Yeah, can someone get us a Liberty helmet? We want all helmets. We want we want yeah. D one helmets. If, if you bring us a helmet, we're in. This is freaking fantastic. Did you get an answer? He hasn't responded. Is he out? It's ten thirty. No, he's here. Well, I didn't mean oh, that. He's, re- he's responding now. Okay. He says yes. Why? <laughs> it's a fair question. I would want details before I came down too. He says because I don't want to be on the show. Oh well. <laughs> I'm like no, no. If you like to eat. Yeah, you're probably going to get a Liberty visor. Low profile. Yeah, but I'm a bald guy. I can't wear a visor. I need a helmet. You can. I mean, I can, but it's just such a bad look. You're having a great month between mask and helmets. Nobody ever sees your face. I mean, I, mean, you, I can wear got... a, a helmet, sunglasses, an Iowa a, 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 a mask, and ear pods. I'm good. No one will see me. I've never been better looking. I'm saying there's money in it for you. Hear him coming down. You can you can hear the the steps on the the feet on the steps is like oh my god. Yeah, it's true. Matt Nagy wears one. That's yeah, right. he does. It, and it looks so stupid. He says, "I don't want to be on camera." I don't have a tea time tomorrow. It's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah, it's like it's 90% to, all it's day It's supposed to tomorrow. rain overnight into the morning. Yeah. He says, sorry, but it's awkward. Yeah, I mean, it is awkward. I, I'm not... <laughs> so I said, please, and that's the end of it. We'll see what happens either way. One thing is you can't get wine with an Iowa Hawkeye helmet on. No wonder there's there's such a physical team because they're not drunk because you can't. Spurrier has great hair for a visor. Oh, here's here's Carson, ladies and gentlemen, Carson McCready. Come on. He does not. He's not happy about this. Would you like to wear the Arkansas hat? No, you're good. Carson, come down. Say hello. You just got $10, Carson, right there. Well, come down and let them see it. Say, Webb, thank you. (laughs) This is like cruel and unusual punishment. Oh, 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 man. (laughs) (laughs) You like the Iowa helmet? Uh, 
Yeah, he has no idea how well how well Campbell made off about about half an hour ago. Campbell made fifty dollars just calling the hogs a minute ago. <laughs> you know how to call the hogs? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he says he's not doing that. <laughs> he does have an Arkansas basketball shirt that his sister bought him. So he also has an for, for those that wonder, he has an Ole Miss basketball shirt as well. Oh gosh. Anybody else? Any other questions for me? <laughs> Any other questions for Carson? Carson, you spent another 10 bucks. Thank you. It's your friend Leif who gave you the uh, the Shea Gilgis Alexander t-shirt. Thank you. <laughs> he says, thank you. <laughs> you don't wear the hat for just a minute? You sure? Okay. All right, Carson. Love you. <laughs> the perks of being a sports writer's kid. Yeah, this is it. This is what you get. Oh, geez. Oh. I got nothing. Um, Carson made thirty bucks for that appearance. I'm not sure he would tell you it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. He did not seem as enthused even as Campbell did about the whole the whole deal. No. <laughs> Carson's favorite Cub is is Javi Baez, for sure. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo's a close second. Oh, uh, beer garden with Jeffrey went up today. It was college football related. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm dying. <laughs> I've never felt more Midwestern in my life. No, I mean, dude, it, it's. <laughs> You would have been a cartoon character like fifty pounds ago. I mean, it would be it would, it would be great right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm a little thin for that it jersey. Now. Is nice though. It is That's a, a good, good looking. It is a jersey. good looking jersey. The Bears white jersey is is very handsome. The whole thing just fantastic. The Bears actually their their entire uniform deal is good. Their navy jersey is very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. All right, you're right uh, about the. Uh, the Saints white jersey, by the way, it's great. It's excellent. It's it's a the Saints white on white is a top five NFL uniform. And the, gold the, white white. The black on the kind of gold you like the home is the, very the, good too. They wear the black on black too much. Probably. Yeah, I don't like I don't like it as much. And I'm not a big fan of the white on black. No, they wear no, white no. on white black on occasionally. White. white on white or white on gold or white on gold and black yeah. on gold. But the black pants need to go. Yeah, they still wear the black pants some. That's a that 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 that's a thing they'll do. Um it's that. It's Bears. The the new Chargers, I want to see them on the field, but they're great. They want Caroline on the show. I'll see if she'll come down real quick. Doing a trifecta. We can we can get them all on. Let's not ask about college choices right now. It's a very tense topic. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of, in the words of the people at Bull Durham, we're dealing with a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, it's on. not a casual situation? No, we, we, there's a lot of unknowns that, quite frankly, can't be answered. When are dance tryouts, though, in a calendar? April. Well, that's late. And that's hard. That's late. It's frankly hard to base the decision off that, then. It's almost impossible. And in fact, the people that 
she's taught to at Ole Miss, for example, have told her not to make the decision based on that. To pick a school and then try out, and if you make it, great. And if you don't, but that's hard. She says she doesn't have makeup on and she can't come on. I'm going to respect for a teenage that. girl. That's I'm, understandable. I'm going to We're going to decision. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll 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 we'll, we'll say okay to that one. We need a Liberty helmet would be a good next one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need a Liberty helmet. Yeah. Um, there are a few. That one looks better in person, though, than I maybe would have thought for whatever reason. The Iowa helmet. You've not watched as much Big Ten well, football no. as I have. Well, not not many Big Ten fans have. The Iowa uniform is a piece of art. It's good. Oh, it's fantastic. That's a good-looking hat. Their jersey and pant, their whole entire ensemble. Well, black, and, black and gold's good. Just don't screw it but up. But they don't mess with it. Yeah. I'm they're they're kind of traditionalist, and it's really good. Well, yeah, they still run the Notre Dame box. Yeah. Give them credit, though. Their, their black jersey with the yellow pant and then the white jersey with the yellow pant, fantastic. That's true. Freeze might just send us a helmet if we ask for it. If we asked for it, he would. He'd I bet he would sign it with some like scripture or something. You, you want to do that as a test case? You mean to ask you for a helmet tomorrow and see if you'll yes, see one? See if he signs it. We have better luck if I ask him than you ask him. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> First Deuteronomy seven thirteen or something. <laughs> Who do you think Hugh hates more, me or Ben Garrett? It's close, probably, isn't it? It's a battle. Who would he forgive first? Who would he bless first? Who would he pray for first, me or Garrett? It's probably Ben's at least had more contact with him than you have. Yeah. So Ben's probably a little ahead of you on the on the back end good graces, should should that be a thing. Pretty sure. I'll ask you for a helmet tomorrow. We'll see what he says. Okay. Hey, we're decorating the studio. We got an Iowa helmet. Can I get a Liberty helmet? Oh, you'll get one. You think so? Would he sign it? Don't ask him to sign it and see if he signs it. But you think we can get a helmet? You think he will send a helmet? Oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Philippians 413. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. We'll have more when we have it. I don't know. We'll 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 see what we are doing. Keep uh keep sending boxes if you like. This is fun. This is enjoyable. Um, they've uh they've been great both nights. We've uh we've done this, so we appreciate that. All the calls, all the uh comments and conversation in the live stream, and we will uh be back again with you very very soon. We'll do this again next week as uh, as always. We still got some uh. So got several alcohol related things coming up. We got the wine thing plus yeah. uh, Queen's Reward and Tupelo is dropping off mead with us on Monday. We're gonna okay. have a mead uh, uh, tasting. I um, talked to the people week. at at Cask today. We're supposed to have a call in the next couple of days, so it's potential we do that as early as next week. Okay, so yeah, we've got several different things along those lines, and we'll. Uh, Keep trying to inform and entertain and uh, have a good time with you. So y'all have a good night. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again very, very soon.